done making the tea. Thank God. <clears throat> you make tea? What you, you do, don't understand how first? painful it's been. We've been oh, debating Felicia been Day. It's, what have you been talking about? But it's not RPG Felicia news. Felicia Day and Will no. Wheaton. Felicia Day and Will I knew it! <laughs> so much for RP Gamer. Change We're your name. We're arguing who's worse. Who's, who's, who's yeah. a bigger bane on the nerd, on nerd culture. Yeah. Felicia Day is not a nerd. She's an opportunistic freak. No, that's no, how I would describe Will Wheaton, actually. <laughs> He's also yeah, an opportunistic you're... freak. And, I would go but the that. thing is, Felicia has done things as an adult that have merit, and Will hasn't. Yes, because yeah. her her story arc on Eureka was so much better than Will Wheaton's story okay. arc on Eureka. <laughs> They're useless. They're, neither of them have any quality at all other than they appeal to hipsters. Hipsters now, hipsters. not just nerds. No, 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 nerd, nerd, nerd hipsters. No, 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 nerds. no, no, no. Hipsters. Will, exactly. Will does not apply to, to hipsters. Hello, everybody. That, Welcome uh, to RPG Cast. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, we are not starting with We got to start. Action. I know, but I'm saying we've got to start. Go. We've got to start. Counting down we'll in five, the cycle. four, three, rolling, rolling. We're two, rolling. We're gonna go soon. One. Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode two twenty eight for the week of June thirtieth, twenty twelve. I'm your host, Chris Privet here, here with a very rowdy crew this morning. First off, upstairs is Anna Marie Newfeld. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not here yet. Actually, she went upstairs. <laughs> Apparently she's Tatsume and uh, I play WoW. You play WoW, all right. <laughs> also here is Michael Tidwell. Hi guys, Wait. I own RP Gamer and uh, yes, I do. Thank you very much. And what? I, I like cake still. I do like cake still. <laughs> is that what, does this actually say still? I don't From remember. Los Angeles, uh, <laughs> Emmanuel Marino. Hey guys, guys, I'm doing a guest spot this week on Eureka. Catch me. Uh, you signed this down. So we've been debating the merits of nerds doing no, guest thoughts on Eureka. There's been no debate. And of course, as you've heard, chime in for everybody. Sean Cooper, the true host of this week's show. Hi, I'm chiefly British. Yes! Yay! <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm Lucifer. I enjoy tea, gin, and tonics. And a good yeah. bicycling while I ride a horse with my wife. That's right. This, this is his honeymoon like podcast, everybody. No, it's not. That was weeks ago. Keep <sighs> up. <laughs> you cheater. You can't have a honeymoon for like a month unless you're really... Yeah, it's like a month later. <laughs> Come on, man. Three weeks ago. <laughs> I was married three weeks ago today. How long your honeymoon was to last a month, man? You can, you can do a oh, month-long like honeymoon. A week. A week. We got work. Things to By do. I didn't run out of honey. Hours. All right, well, in, in that case, congratulations on your nuptials. Thank you. Uh, I, I wonder where my wife is, actually. I think she disappeared. <laughs> you lost her already. <laughs> lost her already. Yeah. Hey, sorry. She was here this morning, <laughs> then I got out of bed. And you better go find Will Wheaton. Uh, maybe she's on Eureka. I should turn it on. <laughs> That's probably what's happened. Everybody, thank you for joining us this week. This is the show where we cover a bunch of RPG and a little bit of non-RPG-related stuff. First off, we've got feedback for you. If you'd like to contribute to our feedback section, keep an eye out at the end, and we'll cover how you can write in, like Mr. Shaman, who starts us off by telling us on our forums that the 3DIS... What is it called? The 3D... I can't say this thing. 3DS XL. That's the new system hey, Nintendo announced. Item, and I'm like, why are you saying XI? 3DIS XLI. Yes. Yeah. Supercalifragilistic... PI. All right. 3DS XL, Defense Force checking in, says Shaman. As someone who has larger than average hands, I went to a DSi XL, and now I can't go back to the 3DS without feeling like I'm going to crush the thing. Exactly. I was going exactly. to buy a second 3DS in 18 to 24 months for Pokemon purposes. Now I know to get the bigger one. Why was he going to buy a second one for Pokemon purposes? He can trade it himself. 
Exactly. Oh. Because he doesn't have any friends. No friends. Aww. Aww. Or just Not somebody else with a 3DS. He lives in New Zealand. Oh, no one else there right. plays yeah. Pokemon. Well, you can trade on the internet now. He's over yeah. Nova 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 yeah, but New Pokemon Zealand doesn't contest. have internet. He he snail mails us. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> does, there's yeah, nothing he, you can do about that. It, this, he had to rush delivery on this one. <laughs> Pokemon by mail. Nintendo needs to set that up. Actually, I'm, I have no doubt they, they will. They have Pokemail in the game. What they'll do is you'll... You'll still type a code in, and you'll send them your copy of of Pokemon, and they'll send it back to you, and they'll give you a num- numerical code in the box, and they'll take it off your device, and then you write a letter <laughs> to the person, and you include the numerical code, and then that person takes the numerical code, inserts it into their DS, and sends it to Nintendo, who then authorizes it, puts the Pokemon in, and sends it back to the person by parcel post. What could be easier? This is Nintendo's new online solution, actually. It is. This is how all online it's will work. Completely safe. No one, <laughs> no one will ever be have their identity stolen on the internet. It's wonderful. You're going to use Nintendo as a two-way escrow service for your Pokemon. I love it. Escrow service are expensive. <laughs> well, this one will be free. It won't of be free. Oh. It won't be free. I thought that okay. was how they're valuing. No, you'll have to pay for shipping to and from yourself. Okay. To and from yourself. Myself. That means I have to go downstairs sometimes. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. that. That sounds wonderfully convenient. It does. It does. I, I can't wait for it. This is the <laughs> Miiverse that they promised us. Master Chief writes on a forums and says, Here's a question. While I doubt they'll ever be at a point where they have to worry about their legions of fanboys, will Blizzard's reputation <laughs> outside of the legion of fanboys suffer given the nay constant? I think he means nigh constant, but he says nay constant, like a... Like a horse. Nay this constant is issues with Diablo 3. What? Uh, nitpicking his words is boring. Oh. But I, I, no, I love the image of nay it's constant. Wonderful. At least if the, if the fact that it's always in the news for the wrong reasons gives me the impression, I imagine a lot of people were introduced to the company from WoW and proceeded to be surprised at how much of a cluster Diablo 3 has turned out to be. They going to lose all their fans? If anybody thinks that there aren't people that are hardcore fans of the Diablo series that are incredibly upset about this, they need to go to the Torchlight Torchlight forums and see how many people are like, I'm a D3 refugee, can you just release the game now, please? There are always going to be people who are butthurt about every game. There were people who were uh, World uh, who were Warcraft fans who were upset about World of Warcraft. Did that stop World of Warcraft from being a success? No. I'm not too concerned. I, I don't know. There is so a lot of negative vibes for it right now. Set a trend that they're not going to be able to buck very easily. I mean, they have so many more new fans that <clears> any <throat> they lose as a result of some issues is not really going to be a problem. And I think they realize that. That's what the appeal is. We were. Um, I was talking about this with Scott Mundy at my own site yesterday, and about how Blizzard is very clearly aiming their course towards more open more inviting, more friendly gameplay. And this is going, of course, to lose them some people. And they know that. Just like these technical issues will lose them some people. But the number of people they get in by getting these things out the door and widely available quickly is far more than the people they lose with some technical issues. Whoa, 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 whoa. Blizzard does anything quickly? They do. I think that they should have waited at Diablo 3. I think they should have waited another three months. But they wanted it out the door. And they probably got more people. Was the StarCraft 2 launch full of technical issues like this? Because I don't remember it being. 
it was pretty. Bu- the experience is pretty buggy, and the game had to be patched immediately because oh, there were all sorts it? of okay. problems. I just don't remember them. All right, I don't, you know what? You won't People remember these. Say. I know. No, yeah. Oh no, they will remember this one because there's like international lawsuits and all this thing going on, which is a much bigger mess than and the well, rating of the Korean Blizzard offices and all that. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit more extravagant than well, my game didn't work for the first day I got it. I think the big I, problem. Is they I think there's going to be footnotes though. In the long run, because yeah. I think people just use... Diablo three is going to be played for the next twenty years. So, and not only that, that's when they'll release Diablo four. It'll not if it doesn't get a little bit easier. It isn't. <laughs> this game's too damn hard. Um, one point oh four and three. Yes. One point oh three. I said just it. Lowered the difficulty on like everything. Hell and Inferno, not for oh, anything. For heaven's more. sake, this game is. All this I'm saying just... is, it was more fun and easier to grind in Diablo two, and it was more fun grinding experience. No. Well, Diablo to, 3 is more of a grueling grind experience, in my opinion. You have basically been playing with me, and I've been tanking for no, you. No, no, I've been playing public games without you. Um, and I felt in Diablo 2 that my levels... I was just getting faster progress, and it felt better in Diablo 2. Because, like, in Diablo 2 by now, I would have a near-maxed character, and I'd be moving on to alts, and I still haven't even unlocked all the skills on my first character in this one. It's, okay. it's slower progress. Maybe the problem is you're just bad at it. I'm, yeah, I'm no sure way. the problem is I'm bad at it. But well, I... no, 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 because I'm sure he was bad at Diablo 2. I think the problem is he doesn't <laughs> play it all the time. Exactly, exactly. I think the leveling system is, 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 keeps it is you a, there. There's, I believe I mean, it is there, a different system. Every single level, not just a couple of skill points to put into a skill that you committed to like 40 levels earlier. Yeah, yeah. I only need a couple skills in Diablo games. That's what you think, and I've been changing and that's up. that's why you're getting your bike skills. I change up my thing. Yeah. There may be justifications for it, but it doesn't change the fact that the game feels different, and I think the feel of the of the curve and progression curve in 2 was better. Of course it feels different. Um, it's a different game. Yeah, I know. It is a different game. <laughs> All I'm saying is that I like the feel of the other game a little bit better. Jeez. My concern, interestingly, is what the Fallout is going to mean for other games of the same genre. Because I sort of feel like there was so much hype machine built around Diablo 3, and it was completely built by the players. I mean, oh, Blizzard not completely. They certainly helped. But I mean, but yeah. yeah, I mean, players themselves, you know, threw themselves into a, a bit of a tizzy over this game. And now that it's not, you know, so damn awesome and giving you a reach around at the same time people are going well i guess i need to find something that recaptures the glory of diablo 2 well i don't know i've been hearing just the opposite i've been hearing lots of satisfied happy people and they're just upset that not that they can't play enough because of the problems yeah no i mean uh, i'm i'm certainly hearing that too but i mean there's also a uh uh for every satisfied player there's a dissatisfied player There's not a one-to-one. There's no way there's a one-to-one. There are some very little butthurt people with the idea that there are millions and millions of angry Diablo 3 players who aren't going to play anymore. They're going to go to... To Torchlight is ridiculous. That's no, I'm, honestly, I'm not saying they're gonna tor- going to go to Torchlight. Who cares if they go to Torchlight? They already paid for Diablo 3. It's not exactly. like it's a subscription it's, game. It's not an MMO. You got <laughs> I mean, I, I, my concern is that there is going to be a sudden raised unreasonable expectation not only for Torchlight 2, but for Path of Exile and Grim Dawn as well. This is a, what, a, what a way to spin this. Diablo 3 is bad, so people don't like it. And so as a result, that's why Torchlight 3 is going to, is going to be badly received. It's Diablo's fault, because there's now going to be an unreasonable expectation. This you know is, a, this is the best the setup I've ever heard. It's I like you work for Torchlight hype. PR. I don't. She almost does. 
I think that the appetite is <laughs> shifting because it's just going to be. I think she. Well, I, I understand your point, Anna, longer. but I don't I, even go to the rune farms anymore because you got taken over by a bunch of nasty ass mouth breathers. Did they come from Diablo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a wind right there. Zing. You know, the funny thing is, I think it's just going to shift to the next anticipation. I'm like, you know what? What's what's the expansion going to bring? Is the, already, you can hear the rumor mill going, like, what could they add for, oh, when is PvP coming? Is PvP coming soon? Oh, I can't wait to start getting to PvP. And then it's going to shift into, oh, here's the first tidbit about the next expansion. Isn't uh, this just... I'm, I'm sort of dreading PvP because all it's going to be is 80 bazillion people whining about what's Imba. It has to be PvP. So well, they they're not go... going to balance PvP, though. They already said that. So uh, they, okay. no, they 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 publicly said we're not going to balance the PVP in this game. Okay, like, it's, it's a fun addition. They're balancing for PVE, not for PVP. Is what they've always said. Oh, yeah. Okay, and it was so broken that's why they delayed the rollout of it. <laughs> so but you well. know, I think it's with Diablo and these kind of like these twenty long year life games. There's always going to be something new to look forward to. The next big patch, the next True. big update, the next. There's going to be a Diablo two years ago. Yeah, I know. It's like, that was the big patch for Diablo two, like after the announcement of three. And yeah, that was that one ten. I don't remember what the version number was. I don't know that it matters, but I was just thinking too. It's like this Diablo hype train doesn't stop for. Let me. It's going to be eighteen, at least eighteen months at minimum until the next expansion. Then another eight minimum of eighteen months after that. So it's this train's going to be going for like another five years of new content that we're all waiting for. Yeah, and what I think is going on here isn't really um, dissatisfied or overhyped gamers being disappointed in a specific game. I think it's just that every game has this core of super hype people. And, like, they're going from game to game. And, it's like, there's more and more of these people out here now with the internet. And every game is getting this hype build up and people who are just going to unload and poop all over the game as soon as it is comes out. Is it the out. same audience that jumps from MMO to new MMO? They just absorb all the content. You know, but no, the I don't, I don't think people. it's... I just think it's, the, the, the vast amounts of people we have, we're just going to see that every time now just because we have too many it's people. True. There's going to be influx of people. Whatever there's a big game. Everything has to offer. They're not going to be as satisfied as they could have been, and they're going to move on to the next big thing. Yeah, and it's going to feel oh, yeah. like some big percentage of the game's fan base when it's not. It's just we have so many more people now that there's going to be a lot of disappointed people, and they're going to be vocal about it. Extremely vocal. Uh, I think that there is – Chris is absolutely right. People. There is a little core of people whenever there's a big game that gets super, super, super hyped about it, and then the game comes out and it can never live up to their expectations, and all they do is cry about it. You know, it's true. Day. That's funny. You never hear – like you hardly hear people on forums making threads. You know, I just want to say that uh, I'm, I'm very satisfied with my experience. Thank you. No, it's exactly <laughs> right. Because, because, I mean, if you're going to go on the internet and, and type about it, are you going to just say that? I mean, that's pointless. What, what are you going to hear? You're going to hear people complain. It's the same you as know. with Amazon reviews. People only exactly. go there to complain, complain or to praise. They don't... It's either a five star. They're, they're, they're to laud it to the skies because you know they want everyone else to have their experience, or they're there to complain bitterly. You know, the funny usually thing because Four Chan sent them there. I think I've been on the hype Diablo hype train, maybe even more so than you guys, because I've been at the BlizzCons. I've been talking to these people. I've been like trying to keep up on the internet for like the site and for the show, and. I think I fall right in the middle. I don't think it's the most amazing thing I've ever played, and I'm certainly not disappointed by it. Um, I'm disappointed by a lot of the technical issues and the lag. I wish I could play the game the way I want to play it on my terms. But overall, I think it's a quality product, and I've been enjoying myself with it. Yeah, and I I found this week that I just got the urge to start playing it again because I'd taken some time off to play some other stuff. And so I, you know, I think that's a good sign for the game. But even in my mind, I'm like, eh, 
I think Diablo 2 ultimately is going to go down in my mind as a better game overall. But that's well, also competing with your play Diablo like... after expansions. After expansions. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, yeah. that'll help a lot. And maybe yeah, that maybe it's coming. Like get five years. We don't even know what StarCraft 2, the final, like what the final verdict on StarCraft Ooh. 2 is. Yeah, but I'm yeah. already a big fan of the, how they handled that. I think it's there's a new expansion uh, coming. Know, so yeah. I mean, this player is going to change dramatically at least two more times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, you know, I enjoy it for the single player more than the. The multiplayer I enjoy to watch more than to play. Oh, I hear what so. you're saying. It's just it's just funny to think you play multiplayer. living and they're not gonna. Hey, I can like, beat you, Michael. <laughs> That's not hard. I, I don't know. play. <laughs> you all th- why don't we all just you get can't into a beat me anymore? My zerglings. I do have trouble beating you now, Anna. That's true. You got wise. You figured out the really basic exploits I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I did research, funny, maybe so, I uh, could beat treat. someone. I mean, here, here's the thing: is I don't, f- I, I really was enjoying Diablo three um, before E three. Like, there were nights where I was like, "Do you want to play Diablo?" And you were like, mm, "Not today." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'll just go play it by myself." But I don't feel like I'm missing it. But I also get the feeling that once I'm back home in August, I'm gonna play it again. Because you have nothing better to do. No. Isn't Torchlight two gonna be out around then? Yeah. yeah. Uh. Here's my problem is for me, my my interest in Torchlight 2 is kind of really tempered because I feel sated in this genre right now because of D3. And there's such a grind left in D3 for me. I just don't know that I want to start another character set in another game. No, but thankfully, feels that way. I, I think the games just feel so different. I mean, I know it's it's it's... I know to most people it looks it's the same thing. You're clicking on things and they explode. But it's like the the difference for me between playing Call of Duty and playing Halo. They're completely different games to me. Well, well, to Chris, you just you're just pointing at something and shooting it, right? Well, no, no. I guess what I'm considering is that the draw of these games is to collect loot and become powerful and um, get to the point where you're destroying all things in your path. And I'm kind of already working on a character to do that, and I don't need to work on two at once. See, I, I thought about that for a while. And then I realized, when is the last time I'm like, gee, I think I played enough random dungeon crawls, I don't want to play them anymore. If you like the genre, you'll play the game. Yeah, it's just hmm. more, okay. random, more random dungeons. All right, well, <clears throat> of course I'll play well, it no, for I, the podcast enough, anyway. I, mean, so. I was thinking I mean, more like, cert- um, like the Dark Cloud style, not like the Diablo style. But I'm saying, like, if that's my favorite genre, I'm going to play it regardless of if I, you know, I played the last one. Okay. Yeah. I, I know to most people, I mean... It's just, you know, point, uh, isometric point-and-click action RPG, but I, just, I think they feel very differently. It's like the fact, like the simple fact that in Torchlight, you're constantly using your weapon, and like in Diablo 3, your weapons are just kind of ornamental stat bonuses. You know, That's a good point, you, actually. He's, he's right about that. Yep. You never actually use your weapons in Diablo 3, so it's like that tiny Well, you do diff- if you keep holding down the right mouse button too long. Um, and then you run out of mana. <laughs> yeah. You start swinging your yes. sword. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, really? But, you know, That's not the place? Um, for a like, wizard, it does. It's different. It's funny, that, like, that you're a barbarian. That it's different. On uh, on the animations and you using your weapon and how each different each weapon has a different arc and a different range damage and you're actually focusing on weapons and torchlight and you're not even focusing on you're most focusing on skills and yeah, like little differences like that. I feel like will give you a reason to, to at least dabble in both. I don't know when I when I did play Diablo three, it was kind of like I just felt like I was a slaughter fest. I just walk in and kill everything, and it, it was like. I don't uh, want to say okay, no yeah. Skill, you don't understand. Okay, no, 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 no. You're talking about the the beta, where you were yeah. capped to like level That's all ten. I played. Yeah. yeah, but it, it it changes a lot as you progress through the game. Okay, I mean, I just felt with Torchlight, it was like it wasn't less mobs and mobs and mobs with full, you know, packed full of 
the room's packed full of them. It was more like, well, there's going to be some here and here, and you have to work on it and actually, you know, try to make a strategy. That Maybe happens a few times in D3. I mean, I, I can think of quite a few more. The like mosquito even the- bugs? Oh. Yeah, so a few times they come up with some neat tricks, but I'm like, in Torchlight, that seems to be what I do all the time. Really? I don't, I yeah. don't remember that from Torchlight at all. Try playing know. it on Elite. Probably, probably because I was ranged and, and stuff like that, where I couldn't just run in and slaughter everything. I was but ranged as well. But, all right. Different feels. Yeah. You, you... Well, yeah, play ranged in Diablo 3. There's uh, I... two really good range classes. <laughs> thought I did, but now I don't remember anymore. Yeah, dropping the trap. If you want that kind of strategy, Demon is all about that. Dropping traps, throwing up a turret. And you gotta... Well, the other thing about Diablo 3 is it changes a lot once you hit Nightmare. And, yep. and higher. It sure does. And all that strategy yeah. stuff starts to come things. to play. You have yeah. to start running away and come back and retreat and circle around. Even, and your, also... even the news we're going to get to later, that patch changed a whole lot, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it did. So. But not for me, because I'm not at a high enough difficulty level. Oh, it's too bad. Baby Chris. <laughs> but she never gets time to play. Cause no. he's not... What level are you, Chris? I am 42. 43. Oh, I'm God. 43. Man, I was level 50 on my second day. Come on. That's what I said. I, really? I, think I don't yeah, know how you did that, but all right. <laughs> I have my friend, all of my friends were maxed out by the end of the second day. They were, they were fully leveled. So. They were the only ones did not eat or sleep, I'm guessing. There was one guy, okay, he was a demon hunter. Uh, demon hunter, yeah. No, witch doctor. And he was level 60 before the end of the first day. And I seriously think that from the game, from the moment it released... Until he was level sixty, I don't think I ever saw him offline. I don't understand how I went to, to bed, level that got fast. up, and he was still playing. What and did... then I would go and come back for dinner, and he'd still be playing when I got back. Give me some leveling tips, Sean. Come on, play the effing game. L two P. Leveling tip. L two key. L two P. L two P. Thank you. There you go. Hey Learn guys, Kisaki Project <laughs> here. Two things for you. Number one, in regards to the secret world, it's bad. I played my friend's beta. Uh, before they ended the NDA. The opening story sequence was painful to watch. The voice acting and premise came off like a college indie film attempt at The Matrix. The gameplay was fairly generic. I could barely play through the first mission before getting incredibly bored. Overall, it felt like it was going to be another huge flop in two months till free to play. Becoming incredibly bored, not getting. Well, Good God, people. (laughs) Number two, Diablo (laughs) 3 locking out people that paid for it. By the way, guys, if Sean criticizes your grammar, it's because he cares. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Diablo 2 locking out people that paid for it. If it was any other company, people would be losing it. Blizzard apologists infuriate me. Also, you should have a spoiler cast about how bad that game's ending is, in my humble opinion. Um, first okay. of all, that's that's resolved. They they undid that. Yep. But uh, it was a really crappy thing Two for them to do. Two days ago? Yeah. Yep. And uh, like, the other thing, yeah, that ago. game's ending is bad, but Mass Effect 3's is worse, so that's the only reason oh, I'm anymore. not so... <laughs> no, yeah. No, come on. Now it's got three different narrators. Apparently, it's, it's like no some people say it's even worse with the with the changes. I don't know. I just random listening that I've had people like, yeah, it's better now. It's still not great. I I have been. I can't bring myself to play it. Is the problem for Mass Effect Three for me? Has anyone gone? <clears throat> well, wait. Am I the only one who's finished Mass Effect Three on this show? I haven't bought it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I you didn't play it. Yeah. Sorry, and you haven't bought it yet, Manny. Okay, so yeah, no, I'm I'll the only say, one. Who's... I will say this though about the Diablo Three ending, though, is that remember that's not the true ending. The game isn't over until expansion. Yeah, two. the game oh, isn't over until expansions. So that's a, an excellent point. Great. And that ending sets it up for expansions. And that's the whole purpose of yeah, it. But yeah, in a I crappy mean, way. I, I felt the ending was super duper uh, cheesy. I, I'm actually just by act four. I also, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Yeah, well, I don't think we are. But no, I'm just saying if you do, just fair warning. No. 
I think the ending is super duper cheesy, but I also appreciate the fact that they left me with questions unanswered so that when the expansions come along, I don't feel like it's shoehorned. Mm. Absolutely. And don't forget That's the true. ending to the original Diablo 2 felt the same way. It was like, what? Well, I didn't so, play the other Diablo know, games. So. The ending to Back to the Future really pissed me off. Hmm. Thankfully, there was a part two. It took a <laughs> long time for part two to come out, though. Like, wasn't <laughs> yes, it, it 10 did. years or so? No, no. It, was like, it wasn't that oh, long, but it was a long 85 time. 85 to 88. Yeah. Really? Three, it was long. three years or so. That's, that's I remember being a long time you just as a kid. You were a kid and you were waiting so for it. But I didn't see um, the original in theaters. It, the it, re- way I saw Back to the Future was our dentist, who my mom worked for, recorded it off of HBO on beta and brought it over. <laughs> this is how I saw Back to the Future. <laughs> you know, you can just check your HBO Go because it'll ha- it has all three the Back to the Future yeah. movies on yeah. it and it has the dates on it. You know, I know this is unpopular, but I liked Back to the Future 3. Me too. <laughs> the wild I like three. I'm fine crazy. with three. I like three better than two. Oh, in a lot of ways, so did uh, I. I, I like, like the one. future the stuff, but yeah, the three is a better story, doesn't it? And anybody who shared the 2012 Back to the Future image, you got screwed. Please check your nerd trolled. credit at the door. Trolled, trolled, trolled. Yeah, it was 2015, wasn't it? Yeah, it's 2015. Yeah. Yep. I knew that. Over growing up, like 2012. No, it's 2015. October 21st, 2015. That's my birthday, boys and girls. Look forward to it. Dear RPG cast, first off, thank you for the great podcast. I thoroughly enjoy every moment of overly long you and wrote unedited this yourself. and unedited dead air. No, as we well actually as the, have people who like us, Lucifer. As well as the overwhelming <laughs> smell of British superiority in this podcast. Keep it up. Yay! That's sarcasm, I think. In it regard is. to your podcast Gosh, 227, you mentioned in passing that Final Fantasy XI is live, well, and very much enjoyable. I did not say that. <laughs> I did not say that. Were they listening to Noodle? It is alive and well. The enjoyability is debatable depending on what you're doing, who your friends are, and whether or not they're playing with you or, you know, they're just logged on at the same time as you. (laughs) Being a devout Final Fantasy fan since the beginning of my gaming hobby, alas, I've never had the chance slash time to play Eleven due to preconceived bias against MMORPGs. However, with so much time on my hands at the moment, I was wondering, one, should I jump into Final Fantasy Eleven now? (laughs) Right, now... I have to say this. So Sean the, says no. As <laughs> Just the read my review. Player of Final Fantasy XI, I say no. Really? Now is not the time to join. Why? No. And why do you say that? Because the content right now is dead. The player base is down, and everybody's going to hang out and wait for the fifth expansion. Is it a good time to get your character leveled up, though? That takes two days. What do you yeah. want? Just go to Abyssea. You'll be done. Well, you need to you know can... people. You can't just go. No, you can. Put, put your party flag up and go. People just invite level ones for no reason. No, you have to be thirty. Yeah, but people just invite level thirties. They don't know now. In about an hour and a half, I I challenge this because I tried this. People didn't just invite thirties because they looked at them as leeches. No, you played when people were still playing with people they knew. Okay. Now there's nobody there. Now they just want anybody. They need bodies. Yeah. Ah, all right. Fair enough. Number two, is it so late that I should just wait for fourteen to be fixed? Yes. Well, I don't think 14 is going to be fixed. I, I'm, of the, yeah. I'm of Michael's opinion. I don't think 14 is going to be fixed. <laughs> it will be. It will be. It's just you have to understand they're committed now. It's going to. They're going to put as much time as it takes in. It will eventually be fixed. Pretty it's says 14 is already soon. fixed. <laughs> no, it's not going to be fixed soon. They need. I mean, it's, version it's two not, is not going to fix it. They're going to have to keep working and keep working. Yeah, two will make the game, will make the interface a lot better. It will change the systems, but there's still not going to be content that will come later. Hmm. So it's you know, not going to be soon. Can I just say something unpopular right now to yeah. this guy? Yeah, don't 
play it. Just don't. Yeah. Because if you don't like MMORPGs, this is still an MMORPG. Yeah. I mean, just because it has exactly. a couple of chocobos. This and is some not a Googles good one to get into. Yeah. If this is a game that you need to play with friends, and there's very few people playing this game. So eleven is not something to go experience by yourself. Not only that, not... though, if you just don't like MMOs, this is this is an MMO ass MMO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It is. It is. This this used to be the MMO that people didn't like because it was so hard that nobody wanted to play it. Yeah. So this is not I'm, the one you're like, I don't like MMOs. This will make it better. Yeah, no, no. Just, just remember, the thing that makes this Final Fantasy is the job, like some, some job names and some monster names. I, yeah. the, you know. I do have a suggestion for this guy. If you want to get into a non-MMO MMO, try Terra out for a month or, or oh, the, yeah. wait for that free beta. I mean, that, it's already we've already got the seven-day trials. Okay, try that. I mean, see if you like it. I mean, it's still an MMO, though, so, I mean... No, but I think this guy's just but, looking for more Final Fantasy, though, right? Yeah, Eleven's not the one to do that for. Go, no. go get Theater no. Rhythm. That's yeah. yeah, I was just about no. to say, go get Theater Rhythm. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a not a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Uh, let's see, number three, is it's not worth the monthly fee. If I want to jump in and play now, what's the best version? Obviously, the one that has everything... Um, yeah, you, you can get it on Steam. Can't you? It's, it's like, like the $5. same price as the vanilla. So yeah, if you were going to get it, you what? get the one that has everything. Um, well, no, they, are you talking about eleven? Yeah, yeah. You just get the Abyssia edition. It has everything. It's twenty bucks. Or wait it's for on sale. Steam, it does go on sale at times. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they get bored and sell for ten bucks. But I mean, five, if you're gonna like, wait around for ten bucks, then go right ahead. You know, I got it for five dollars. Uh, don't so. buy. It. Our advice still is don't play don't it right now. It. Yeah. Is playing with friends a preferred method? Yes. Uh, yes. Will, will I find myself MMO. in largely deserted starting towns? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you yes. will. <laughs> Even at that game's peak, the starting towns feel deserted. Um, yeah. I look forward I, to your p- opinionated yeah. and awkward silences in response to my questions. Once again, thank you. A Final Fantasy Wait, fan with a dilemma. we actually answered your question. I know, right? <laughs> I think if put that at the beginning, we would have made you awkward silences just for fun. <laughs> but no, I don't think now is the time. I don't think, I think right now 11 and 14 are just not right to play. No. I mean, I am totally about to unsubscribe because I keep saying you that. You keep saying I that. This, <laughs> I have this $1.5 million weapon I need to actually sell mm. and then I will quit. Yeah, because you want to get cashed out before, before the it tanks. gets degraded. Yeah. Right. Yep. So That's I'll smart. do that, and then I'll quit. I'm still debating if I sign up for 14 just for the extra stuff that they offer because I'm so used to paying $14. That's a lot of money for that no, stuff. $14 Mike. a month that I was going to pay to 11 anyway. No, 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 no. But you're not going to play 14. <laughs> so you are paying $45. I keep you are paying through. at least $45 for whatever this bonus stuff is. How is it possibly worth that? It's not. It's no, not it's it. not. Mike. Don't do it, Mike. All right. All right Save no, the money. <laughs> but I thought they might give me something else. No. No. No, no, no. That's right. I... Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. What? Save your subscription rates. Ah. So do so the math. Do you think you will now. pay 14 for many years to come? If, if I do, yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know. No. <laughs> You're going like to subscribe my- to two. You're going to subscribe when 2.0 comes out. We'll play it for a month or two. Then you're going to unsubscribe again until they fix it. <laughs> I can't. I can't even dedicate to that because I'll still be playing Terra. I, I, my advice to you is to unsubscribe. And you know what? The game's going to... You are banking on the fact that they are going to get away with charging 15 bucks for 14 for a long period of time. And I don't think they will. I think they're no, going to have to either drop the price or go free to play. This market well, is not the same. Won't they won't free go free to play. They don't know how to do that, but they will drop well, the price. No, they don't do it with 11 because they have dedicated continuing subscriber base. They don't know yeah. how to do it. It's my point. They, they know how to do it. It's so, they don't know how to handle microtransactions. Play game. Mm. They don't. 
Yeah, they no, have. For 11, they have no idea. They have oh, free to play. No you idea. said Square Enix, has. though. You didn't free say Final Fantasy yeah, Square 11. Enix for this game is not going to know how to do. Thank for 14? That's better. They can figure it out for 14. No, give me that. they will. They will not they, know. they do other free to plays. That They're team is so... not designed for free to play. The game is not designed for free to play. There's nothing they're going to be able to do with the say. Oh, like yeah, that we'll just, stops all the other MMOs that go free to play. Um, bear in mind, it took DCU basically since launch to correctly format it for free to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they um, wanted to do it. Lord Square Enix is being forced into it. Not going to happen. Okay, went dark for three and a half months to try to make that free to play. <laughs> Fourteen was free to play for months. <laughs> Points out, Noodle. <laughs> yes, but not True. for microtransactions because yeah, I they didn't feel uh, right charging people. Right. Because <laughs> that, it never a good sign when the content creators don't feel right charging for their product. Anyways, uh, you guys really hate this. 11. We're not going to charge you. All right, we got another letter here. Let's get wait. Moving. Oh, in what? Starts eleven. I'm going to be the sole dissenting voice saying, um, "If you have people to play it with, play it because I really like it, and I want to go back to it when this new expansion comes out." Yeah, and that go. Yeah, I would wait say, for the expansion to come out and the said. bundle that includes it, and yes. play then. Yes. Well, you know they don't it's do that. Still an MMO. Yeah, it is still an MMO. MMO. It will not not feel like an MMO. All I'm trying to warn this, guys, if you want your Final Fantasy fixed, there's better ways to get it. Yes, there are. 13-2? Carry on. They are better Final Fantasies than 11. No, but then you're a real MMO fan. You like MMOs. That's the thing, though. It's true. So, like, combining something you like Final Fantasy with something else you like MMO sounds like a great idea. Guys, I have some bad news about Ocelot. Um, Chris? Yeah? You're saying get the package where it comes with the expansion. They never do that. That comes three to six months yeah, later. That's, that's later. Well, what's wrong it's with waiting it. three to six months later? Because you'll well, have missed you the window. play with everyone else, then. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So Remember, you want like them to pay 50 bucks game, to get the expansion and the and the less combo. Than, I think they're 30 bucks. usually, aren't they? Yeah, 30 yeah. for the expansion, 20 for the combo pack. Okay. Because he needs a combo pack to play the expansion, right? Yes, yeah, so you're still paying less than any console game right now. I, I don't know. I think fifty bucks is a pretty heavy investment in Final Fantasy Eleven. I think this guy for Final Fantasy Eleven. Good point. <laughs> yeah, I I just uh, don't know uh. that it's worth it. <laughs> Why? This is the first one that drops PS2 compatibility. Does it act uh, now? I noticed that mm-hmm. there's no PS2 compatibility mm-hmm. in this one. They have this. This is it. This is where they drop it. But they're not going to discontinue the other parts, are they? No, and that's the problem. Really. Yeah, so they don't actually you can't free themselves. The interface and yeah. you can't update the graphics the engine. They are updating the, the interface and the graphics. They're just no longer doing it for PS2. So they're going to be stuck with the old one. Yeah, this is true. They updated the interface on the Xbox 360 and PC a while back, didn't they? Yeah, they went HD on all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, oh, one wait, thing did they, they actually they do it on so- PC? They had, they had all high dead res textures and they icons did. now okay. and everything. Okay. Nice. Ha ha. So actually, actually, when you look at characters' names, they don't look like blocky pictures <laughs> of nonsense. Yeah. They actually That's good, look like nice really... lettering. There, there's a lot more that the PS2 baggage causes, though, that I don't yeah, think is the going lettering. away. We <laughs> the should, lettering. Um, we should go on to the next letter, yeah. though. Ocelot has some bad news for us, guys. Dear RPG cast, I'm leaving. Well, just for 10 days. But it means I won't be able to write you for a little while. It's okay, though, because this week I've prepared a few questions. Number one, have you ever been more excited about a game's concept art than the game itself? That's yes. how I'm feeling about Soul Sacrifice. The concept art is amazing and freakishly scary. The gameplay I've seen so far is okay, but not engrossing. What are some examples for you? I'm going to tell you every single Korean free-to-play MMORPG. 
Yep. That's my answer for us. They all sound great in principle, and then you play them. No, they just look great. It's the art. I love the art for all those. And then you look at any screenshots, and it looks like the worst PS2-era crap you've ever seen. I think a little bit of Infinity Blade. I think it just looks so amazing on iOS, but I don't really want to play Punch-Out!, well, that's not even like the concept art. That's X7. just the, you, you, that's the screenshots for you, Manny. Well, but like I'm just saying, like art style, like take it yeah. to the art style, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Soul sacrifice. I've never even heard of this before. I don't even remember now. what this is. <laughs> I gotta look it up. But I just googled. It. Apparently, this is Ke- uh, Kenji Inafune's next game. Mm. Okay. Mm. It's an instrumental song Shadow by Santana. The and the Last Guardian all fall into that category for me. Mm. I cannot stand playing any of them. They're, I, I do not like the them. The last one's not even out. <laughs> you listed one that's not even out. <laughs> it's just they, it's, what they do is they make games that have really um, sort of interesting premises and you know, the world is very pretty to look at, but the actual gameplay is usually deeply unsatisfying. And so that kind of falls in that category. I'd just rather look at it like a picture. If there was like an art gallery devoted to those games, I would just wander through it and that would be fine. But then they put it in a game and that kind of ruins the whole experience. Mm-hmm. All right. What are we talking about? Number two, Pokemon Black and White 2 sold almost yes! 1.6 million copies in its first week of sales in Japan. It's interesting to note that the number two selling game was also a monster collecting adventure, Dragon Quest Monsters. 720,000 sold to date. Which brings me to this question. What are some of your favorite collecting games where you have to get monsters, item, trophies, badges, whatever? Or I like Pokemon. do you just not like collecting stuff? I don't know about you, Chris, but I'm a fan of Pokemon. Have you ever heard of it? I've I've I'm heard like, of Pokemon. Yeah, I'm, this this obscure Pokemon series is kind of my thing. Yeah. No, you like Dragon Quest oh. Monsters too, Mike. No, compared no? to Pokemon, I don't like Dragon Quest Monsters. But you Pokemon play them is all. the top, and Dragon Quest Monsters is like Dragon Quest Monsters enter. tries to do what Pokemon does, and then they're like, "Well, but we have to get to this final uh, recipe that makes it wonderful, and that just kills it." It's like, okay, so I can never actually have a full uh, party that I, you know, can't be beat because everyone else will have the same party. I have a collecting... Yeah. You're not going to have the ability to be like, well, it doesn't matter what you do because I'll be able to find something to beat it. No, if you have put in more time and you've done it, you're going to beat me. So is there anything that ranks up there with Pokemon for you? For the collecting games? No, not really. I think the Pokemon series has a down pat. There's one collecting game that I really like, but I don't like it for its collecting part, and that would be the Persona games. You don't like collecting women? Is that what this is? No, I don't like collecting the personas. Remember? Oh, yeah. I didn't care about the personas. I just wanted to kill stuff. Yeah, oh, uh, I remember the message you sent me like, you didn't tell me this was a monster collecting game. I remember that. You well, were very excited about that. I found a couple that. hotties. They were pretty good. But, yeah. yeah, he found Pixie and Nekomata and suddenly he wanted to play it. Yeah, Nekomata was like, oh, I'll play this. This is one of my games. <laughs> yeah, but after a while you're like, it was too confusing to get the, you know, there was never any like, oh, we'll help you get the rest of them. It was not like, no, we're just going to make all nope, these fusions and you figure it out. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> go, go consult you know, a guide if you need help. <laughs> yeah. And after 100 hours, it's kind of like, you know, I think I probably have about 40%. I don't think I want to play this anymore. What about a fish collecting game? You like real fishing, right, Anna? Mm. <laughs> I would say <laughs> pause for obvious plug. I would say the game, the most obvious collecting game you guys are overlooking is uh, Skyrim, Oblivion, Fallout. Skyrim, where you can collect all the cheese wheels. I mean that, that game is <laughs> as holder as the video game. It is. It is. I don't get rid of anything. In that game. I collect everything. 
or sell it. Hey, what was that um, trivia game they had where whether it was an ingredient in a hot dog or an (laughs) ingredient in Skyrim? Yes. That was good. Yes, it was. (laughs) Nern Root. (laughs) Which one was that? That, That's from Skyrim. You don't know that. (sighs) All right. Lego is getting an MMO. Here's proof. Oh, boy. Another MMO. Isn't this already like been well known for a long time? I'm sure. I the remember first John Davidson talking yeah, about know. this back in One Up. Yours. So, well, there already was a Lego MMO called Lego Universe, apparently. And so it's this is already another. shut down. Um, Lego minifigures. So there's a Funcom's gonna do it, and it's uh, which Lego character will Asla will you be? Fireman, Nurse, Dragon Knight, Ninja. Let us know what plastic person done. you'd play as. Ninja. Black Mage. Black Mage. <laughs> I don't think that's an option. Black Mage. Put on your robe I'm going to be the Mega Bloks Halo guy, and I'm going to invade and hack into the Lego world. <laughs> just a big clunky guy that no one wants to talk to. No, Mega Bloks look like Lego guys, <laughs> too. No, I'll be the R2-D2. They are Legos. They're compatible with Legos. No, no. Mega Bloks are compatible with Legos. They're not Duplo. Are you quoting Carlos Mencia? Jeez. This guy over here with the D2D. That's what it's going to be, though. It's going to be Chris. It's going to be Mr. Duplo. He's going to show up in your game. No one will want to talk to him. He'll be big and clunky, and he won't be able to do it. Wait, anything. wait. What's what's that? Remember those blocks for like spoiled rich kids? Oh, uh, they know have like little is. spiky hair. No, what are you talking about? No man? idea what you're talking about, <laughs> Manny. All right, everybody. Time to brag. Ocelot asks, "You mean an erector set?" <laughs> no. All right, no, it was like on. Lego, but for rich kids. I don't remember what that was. I had Legos. I wasn't rich. All right, people. I need, it's time for you to to brag. All right. Oh, Got your man. attention. All right. Yeah. Number number four is most expensive and hard to find RPG in your collection. Parenthesis. I already know what Chris is going to say. And parenthesis. Um, well, it doesn't matter because digital distribution has rendered all their collections irrelevant. <laughs> Pretty much. End come of on. story. Next what? question. No, come on. What do you have? We've done this before. Well, we'll do it again. Well, I still have Panzer Dragon Saga. So do I. That's also mine. Yeah. Good old Vic Ireland game. Wonderful. What do you have, Sean? You've sold a lot of what you had. Uh, yeah, I'm like my old my old games. Uh, Earthbound and Sea Coden 2, probably. It's mm, pretty good. Manny, you got anything? Everything I own that would be rare is now digital. Really? You got, you've divested yourself of anything rare. No, I mean, any, like, if I can claim, like, one thing in my collection, no. you can just probably buy it on PSN the or Saturn, something. So? The Saturn games will never be made. Yeah, but I'd never owned a Saturn. That doesn't mean it's not rare and hard to find, or expensive and hard to find, just because it's also digital. People sure still want the that, People still want physical copies of things. That, well, then, that yeah. physical copy of Sweet yes, and 2 still sells. you want more plastic sells. in your house. Well, if you want more plastic, I got plenty of it. Yeah, I guess Sea 2 is rarer than The Misadventures of Tron. So you, you're not going to you just won't tell us, will you, Manny? There's nothing. It's just it doesn't even matter. It's like for me, I don't care about the pla- I care about the content. Right. Like for me, I just I just don't, I don't care. I I just want the ones and the zeros. I don't need the the book. <laughs> He's see Manny knows how to spin things. Reggie can take lessons from him. All right, Anna, do you have one? <laughs> Anna is apparently Anna is the hard to find bass RPG. fishing too. <laughs> Anna. Oh shoot! Sorry. Yeah, there you go. I thought I'd unmuted myself. No. Nope. Um, well, I sold my sealed copy of Skies of Arcadia Legends, mm-hmm. and I sold my Earthbound. What did you keep? Anything? 
And I sold my Super Mario RPG, and... Still haven't played that. Oh, my it's gosh. Not very good. Don't bother. Yes, it is. It's no, awesome. It is. Yes, it's, it's it is rubbish. It is genuinely rubbish. Is Earthbound rubbish, too? No. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Sweet. <laughs> hey, guys, have you heard that the uh, Mother Michael, 3 fan translation I enjoyed is out? both. I enjoyed both. So. Yeah, I know. You're the weird one in the group. I know. <laughs> Check out that Mother 3 fan translation. It's I out played now. Super Mario okay. RPG. I rented it from Blockbuster during a week off from school and played it through start to finish. It was awesome. I had a very good time. Earthbound uh, is better. I think I have either f- two or three Super Nintendo Final Fantasy. I have Final Fantasy 1, and I have the original map. It is completely covered in packing tape. No, I don't think that... I don't think Final Fantasy 1 is that rare or expensive. It though. isn't. I have it okay. still in the box with all the original packaging as well. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, I just have it's rare to find when they gave it away. Hmm. Um, so at this point, we're just talking about the plastic then, like just the actual physical cartridge in the they, box. They have value. Some of them have value. Just An RFD sealed the digital copy of Devil Survivor... With the well, it only has as much value as we put on it, right? Yes, that's or how collectibles like... work. And Earthbound <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. That's I mean, my, you know, copy of, my copy of DS Cute is autographed by Watasan. That's probably my best one. Oh, we're not going into autographs. Right? I guess I have a copy of of uh, Ratchet & Clank, A Kraken Time, autographed by the entire Insomniac team. Yeah. See, that's valuable. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, let's check. I mean, for the to drive this point home, um, Radiant Silver Gun's still going for 140 bucks on eBay, and that's available digitally. And it's going for higher than that, actually, up to 250 And oh, wait, that's a soundtrack. Best price check, Chris, for a reference. Wait, just you say going, as in people are buying it at that price, or someone listed it at that price? As in there are bids on it. Let's see. Okay. Let's see what the bids are at. People no, are willing they, to pay that No, money. no, 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 no. Manny brings up a good point. I should make sure... It's so hard to see what it recently sold as. I hate doing that. It's that's, why, that's why I say go to Amazon and look at the low price. You're, like, you're that insane if you think you're going to get that. Um, let's see. I see, so I see confirmed bid at 91, which means it's lost a bit of value, actually. I remember oh, my, my Nocturne used to be rare, but then Amazon had like 60 copies on Amazon. They were selling it for like 19.99, brand new. Lowest, exactly. lowest price on Amazon's at 120. There you go. That's what used. it's really worth right there. 120 That's the low price. You know what? I hope all of that. these games are rendered worthless by GOG and other things. Just, I just want all of these games to be available to everyone, DRM free. would be wonderful? I, that would, I would, be nice. would love that. Yeah. But it's not going to happen. I, I don't, I don't mean it, like, to be like, sarcastic, like, ha-ha, now you won't have collectible. I mean, like all these games that are hard to get, like, you need an NES, <laughs> and you need the original cartridge, you have to spend here, like here. two weeks for it. I yeah, just everyone should be able to play Earthbound. So let me ask you a question, no. Manny. What do you think happens to my copy of Radiant Silver Gun on the Saturn when the Xbox 360 XBLA servers go offline? Well, you should have ripped it, and you should have it on your... How do I rip my an XBLA game? <laughs> no, no, your copy of... copy the hard drive. Oh, no, no. He's talking about I should rip my Saturn copy. Yeah, keep it on your... Just You bought it. Aren't there some great emulators I for Saturn? Bought it. I bought it used. I, I can't even use that argument. Oh, well, how just this? to say everybody who's owned a used game in the chain of its life has a right to a hard drive how copy of it. Put, put $60 into an envelope and send it to Sega <laughs> and rip that thing. And Maybe they'll reopen the a studio. As long as you own the physical copy, you can back it up, Chris. I see. Is that how if you get rid of the physical copy, you got to delete your. Well, and see, that's my philosophy on it too. So I, in other words, but the I physical vo- copy is where the value is. Then, 
Exactly. I mean, I have all of my PSP games copied onto mm-hmm. my memory stick, but I also have them on a shelf. And if I ever yeah. sell them, I just delete my copy. And I'm, that's the truth. I'm not even lying. No, I know. Yeah, oh, that's, that's what I do as well. I think that's like real gamer ethics right there. Yep. Uh, that, it's, it's the practical way of trying to walk the line. Um, I all right. just don't sell my games, and then I don't worry about it. You know, it's yeah, funny because even like Mac, I heard like just just like the other day on Twitter, he was saying, "Yeah, even he's a loyal me. Sony fan. Yep. He he likes his he likes the PSP, so he buys the new version that comes out. He bought a Vita, and now they're now his the Sony's DRM is giving him the runaround because he wants to install it on more than one machine that they that if you're a Sony fan, you would have bought. Yeah, but the the nice thing about the PSP hacks is that they they ignore the DRM. That's what I'm saying. It's like I feel like at a certain point you're getting pushed. Yeah. What pushed. DRM annoys people who actually validate and buy games? That's crazy. That's, That's what I, I, I mean. That Val, actually is not Valve proof this that DRM hurts the the actual people who want to own the game. It, it hurts the customers. It doesn't hurt pirates. No pirates yeah, don't care. They'll break it anyway. Well, it's not like, like Valve is doing them any favors. Well, it's just funny because like Mac is like the model Sony owner. He has he buys he loves his PSP, so he gets a new he gets the like the best version. He buys tons of downloadable games, and this is not the kind of person you should be angry or like just like pissing off because you can't get your DRM systems down. I mean, if he's trying to buy it from your store, give him the best. Well, you know what the- it is right now. Um, well, I guess yeah, the limit to two systems is baloney. But the big thing that's hurting everybody is this: you can't play it on your Vita stuff, and you know why that is. Because they're doing extensive security checks to make sure it doesn't enable homebrew on the Vita. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Because that would be the end of the world. Yeah, apparently. Well, because they had a game that kind of did that, and they had to patch around it. So now they're like doing security reviews of all the new games. And they won't start doing them until the PSP version has officially released at retail. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Awesome. That's a really backwards way of doing things. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yep. That's Sony. It's almost like because they already had the we need to qualify your game and we needed two months to do it. You could have done it during that time. Yeah, but they don't. And Sony's yeah. the one who has to do it. So, Well, no. Sony's the one who requires this two-month lead. Yeah. I know. It's all Sony's fault. They get the code. They have, the, they have everything. They could just do it. And they're like, eh, we'll just wait and piss everyone off. You know, if I'm really a Vita <clears throat> or a Vita homebrewer guy, would I, would I even connect to PSN? No. No. I mean, seriously. Hmm. Who's excited about the next SimCity game, also known as the RPG for engineers and aspiring architects? Everybody. Right, that scares me now. I, I'm, isn't it, I, it looks isn't awesome. It Sim, are you talking about SimCity Social? No, the PC Sim one. City. The I'm real sorry. one on the PC. The next SimCity coming. Yeah, that will be good then. Yeah, it looks fantastic. The have, you seen, have you seen the video for me 3 of the new one? No, I have not. I need yeah. to look it up. Yeah, yeah that, I was there for the demo. It was great. Yeah. It, it it's looking pretty sweet, like to the point where you can zoom in on your citizens and watch a ga- bank robbery in process, in progress rather. That and like broke the, demo. the criminals will leave, the criminals will leave your city and go to your friend's city and rob banks in their city and stuff. It's awesome. So we, when we all get SimCity, we all need to be in the. So city. okay, so SimCity trains you to be a criminal. Write this down. <laughs> <laughs> be a crim with SimCity. Crim City. Crim City. There you, Crim City. There you go. Nice. I hope we don't actually start something with that. Be pretty funny. <laughs> People training <laughs> for bank robberies in Sim City. I heard well, about I, it on RPG Cast. Thought I'd try it out. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's our slot for this week. The next one we have to save. Uh, that was news ten days time. Without her, what we gonna do? Well, we, he gave us a bonus question to to address next week. So, oh, okay, yeah. 
if you need more if you need more fix of uh of ocelot i've just started a little podcast with him that you can go download at uh geeklyweekly.net i have it up posted there so you can go go there and uh geeklyweekly.net slash blog because I haven't made the website work right. <laughs> it's really ugly, Chris. Coming soon, the DreamHost customer who, this is a terrible. It's slash blog and it's a I very, look at these, I mean, it you is have awful. these links here, but these links just go to DreamHost. I don't know. I don't think yeah, it's Yeah, I will make shot. it better at some point, but right now I haven't Oh, you got a discussion forum. That's cool. I'll click that. I do not. <laughs> Curious about DreamHost? Oh, Beginner's horror? General troubleshooting? This is interesting, Chris. I don't know why there's a pine cone. Is oh, my God. You have a lot of comments. <sighs> You've got thousands of registered users already, and you don't have a site. This is amazing. Geeklyweekly.net slash podcast, and you can see the list of podcasts. So do that instead. All right. So where's the show notes? There's no show notes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no, it's actually, that's part of the concept, is to not have show notes. Is um, It's... Uh, the format is we each come with come up with five topics to discuss uh, about anywhere in the realm of geekdom, not just games, and uh, we surprise each other with the topics as we bring them up throughout the discussion. So, Where's the alpha? So basically, every week is about Gamma. Will Wheaton and Felicia Day. Yes, every oh, week oh, is about oh. Will Wheaton and F- no. Chris, where's the alpha? There is no alpha. <laughs> You've got beta and gamma. We, we, want, we went right into beta, and uh, we decided we weren't done, and we'd screwed ourselves, so we had to go to gamma. <laughs> What happens when you run out of Greek letters? I, that will take a while. They, no, it won't really. Hope, we, we're going to launch episode like, one at some okay. point when we actually go. Then you go oh, to Trilams. When you actually have a website that doesn't just redirect me to Dream Weeklyweekly.net slash podcast. All right? That's where I'm putting you at right now. It'll, it'll send you to a folder. Say what, that's Michael? All it is. <laughs> yes, starting it is a folder. Podcast? Say what? It is. You're starting a new podcast. Yes. Why? Ocelot approached me and said, do you want to do a new podcast? And he came up with the idea, and I said... That sounds fun. Let's do it. I listened to one of these actually because I saw you two man somewhere show. else. Was you didn't it on invite Twitter? any of your friends from yeah. here to Yeah, go. I posted it on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, I listened oh, to Gamma. Stuff. Yeah, cool. was it? Lucifer, he didn't invite you on his new show. Can you believe that? It, was, yeah. it is okay. a it is a two man show. It is not a panel show. It it wasn't very entertaining, if I'm honest, Chris. I mean, it was it was informative, <laughs> but it wasn't funny, and I was kind of disappointed because I listened for funny, funny. So that's okay. I was like, there's no funny. Where's the funny? And this is why we asked for feedback, but nobody's giving us feedback. So you I can just listen. did. I just gave you feedback. Now you, you don't want feedback. What's I do. Wrong with you, Chris? I'm complaining you that you didn't give it to me until just now. Come on. Put it on the Facebook or the Twitter. Put it somewhere so I can I have it recorded. Okay. Fine. Say what? I don't do those things. You don't do those things. <laughs> I didn't even know you had a podcast. <laughs> I put it on. I posted on Twitter, Facebook, and Google Plus. Oh well, that's why you each time. Oh, my Google Plus social media posting it on Google Plus undid my other posts. Is that what you're Pretty saying? Much. <laughs> yeah, actually, Google actually, you do that. Google goes out and finds them and deletes them. <laughs> now, uh, hey Chris, yes. Lucy just tweeted at you. I saw it, but he liked it, so that's all I care about. He just said it he wasn't funny. He wasn't the entire show already. That was a short show. Yeah, if he doesn't... Let's do it today. Well, yeah. See, that particular feedback, we will take into consideration. We are... we. That's why we haven't launched yet. It's We're in the feedback-finding process. But enough about my other show. We're doing a different show here. No, and, we didn't um, do it in our show. Say what? We didn't do that in this show. Um, yeah, this did. show we said... Yeah, and I'm <laughs> learning okay. why. I'm learning why. It's better to just launch and get feedback as you go. Because yeah. people yes. don't do the pre... They they don't care about beta shows. They want well, like, is it on iTunes to, or not? So 
Do you remember uh, Leo Laporte's gaming yeah. show? It was better when it was a podcast before it became that god-awful TV show. And nobody knew about the podcast because they didn't officially launch it. No, you're absolutely right. I should learn from that. So geeklyweekly.net will be launching soon after Ocelot, as you just realized from the letter earlier. He's out of, he's out of the country. So when he's back in time, There you go. We'll I'll replace more. him next week. He's already run off because the podcast was so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is a... Yeah. All right. Anyway. So do you guys like pine cones? <laughs> what do pine cones have to do with anything? <laughs> I don't know. That's your, that's your cover image. It's a pine cone. It's a, it's a it's default WordPress blog theme. Oh, you're using WordPress? I'm done talking to you. Oh, it was so easy to set up, man. Wait, why I'm aren't you using... Blah, 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 that blah, blah, blah. It's so easy to use, blah, blah, blah. I'm, use I, co- use I, coupon you, code co-op. Manny, you're joking, but I will... <laughs> use coupon code co-op. I will actually be investigating Squarespace for the site for this There thing. you go, it's Squarespace. All I remember from Square from that co-op shows. go to Squarespace. Uh, I will be looking into Squarespace because I, I want easy for this <gasps> thing. I don't need... Both. Honestly, Chris, stick with WordPress. It's simple, it's modular, and you can yeah, do anything. And the reason I'm not game. doing Drupal, Mike, is because I don't want to be a blog admin. I want to just put up content. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys have a new website idea? Come to squarespace.com. Use coupon code RPGamer to get 20% off your initial purchase. So unless you're volunteering to take care of my site for me, Mike. Hey, I'm going to be Drupal admin everywhere else. Why not? All right. Well, I'll think about it then. We'll talk. Okay. We'll talk. We'll talk offline. We'll talk offline. Yeah. Hey! Hey! It's time for the news. Yeah. Oh, Bethesda. Why have we been doing this so long? We haven't news? gotten to the news yet? We've been here for an hour. Oh, my God. I'm bored. Okay, there's at least oh, no. two more hours of show. No, oh we're going to go. God. No, we're going to hit this quick. Bethesda Whatever. says. Hey. No, no, actually. Real no. Hey. This is be easy. Me first. What? No, you're no. not first. You're after news. If I don't go first, you don't remember me. Uh, you're on the I'll show. Remember. You're on the roundup. You're on the list. I have a, I have a walk through. He wrote you down. You Anna, don't worry, you're on the list. You're on my game you're facts for the show. Bethesda says we oh, haven't started God. any more Skyrim DLC. Bethesda says about? Todd Howard has great hair. All right, do you guys care oh. that Bethesda hasn't started any more DLC yet? Shouldn't no. they have done that by now? No, no. I think they're playing it by ear. I Planet think they. The reason why they did Dawn Guard the way they did is because they took some time off. They absorbed the feedback they got from the first game, and they said, "Okay, let's go in this direction." I think they need to absorb plenty of feedback from Dawn Guard. They're, they're, and money. They made a, quite a few missteps. Hmm. So they need to absorb money too. Um. Oh wow. Uh, Mass Effect Three Extended Cut is out now, including a fourth option, a fourth ending option. Oh, that's new. Okay. The, yeah, everyone goes to the to the ice cream store and they get chocolate sundaes. Apparently, <laughs> I, want, I want that one. That one sounds good. I didn't realize it. I've I have not had the heart to go watch this yet because I just can't see how they can make it better. But maybe I should um maybe I should play through these new endings. I thought everyone's discussion was they couldn't make it worse, but whatever. <laughs> I just think they're screwed. <laughs> but no, I guess I should watch these new YouTube endings. But you know, the other news was with this was uh, what? at the same time, I think one of the lead producers on the game started was teasing on Twitter. Okay, now that this is done, I guess we can start talking about our DLC plans. I yeah. can't say too much now, but we got lots of big stuff in the works coming soon. All right. So. Well, I mean, isn't that expected, though? Yeah, I mean. No one's going to buy any of it because everyone's done with this game, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, when you, you spend the first, what, four, no, more longer than that, months and months of this game not doing anything but trying to fix it, yeah, no one's going to really go, oh, gee, I want to play the DLC six months from now. I'm very disappointed that they didn't go for the this is all a conspiracy fake you out ending ending that other people have brought up. Um, it should have been a dream. 
Well, no, the the, the then, then you woke I'll just up. say I'll just call it the indoctrination ending. We've discussed and then you it on woke the show up and before. You were in Dragon Age. No, no, no. It's, it wasn't. Oh. A dream. It was okay. That would be awesome, but no, that it was. Uh, awesome. It uh, it was much more clever than that. But apparently, they weren't that forward thinking, which makes me sad. Mass Effect. The entire play, the entire game takes place inside the the mind of a Mambari warhound. <laughs> you know that you're a little warhound. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ukrainian developer Best Way, who developed the RTS series Men of War. Uh, they have announced that they're working on an RPG called Nuclear Union. That's all I know about it. It's set 50 years after the Cuban Missile Crisis. And, uh, oh, it's an alternate history where the Cuban Missile Crisis turned into full nuclear war. And um, it's post-apocalyptic. And it will be an RPG called Nuclear Union. And it's based about a Soviet officer coming from underground Kind of like a Fallout sort of thing. And a third-person-based combat. It'll be out in 2013. That's all I know about it. You guys heard anything about this? Damn you, Khrushchev. All right. Damn you. All right. Pokemon Conquest is coming to Europe, in case you've been waiting it? for that. It is uh, yeah. coming out on July 27th there. Yay, oh. Europeans. Also in Europe, uh, Record of Agrest War 2. What's it called? Agrest Generations of War 2? Whatever. Mm-hmm. It is. It has been delayed in Europe. It'll be out August 10th. Instead of July sixth, so August tenth for Agress two in Europe. Poor Europeans. Guild Wars two has a date now, August twenty eighth. Who's jumping into Guild Wars two? No. Chirp chirp chirp. There's another beta for it, but I'll be out of town. <laughs> I've missed every beta for Guild Wars. I think I keep Where being out of town. Time? The last one was your wedding, Sean. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Sean. You screwed it up. You're welcome. <laughs> this one I'm going to the Wisconsin Dells on the next weekend for the next one. So what's that? That's uh, it's a vac- vacation spot nearby that's got lots of water parks and resorts. How and stuff. you out of vacation? Ah, this is just a weekend, and it's an hour drive away, so it's very easy to do. Yes, it's the Wisconsin version of Raging Waters. Life, it's like no way. Say what? Raging Waters isn't that world famous? Me and Mike going out. Yes, uh, Raging Waters I'm not familiar with. Raging oh, Waters, okay. Utah Water Park. No, I, this is the thing about this is it's not just one water park. It's like the water park capital of the world. There's lots of water parks. It's very weird. Why wouldn't that be Minnesota where the lakes are? Well, that's the lakes capital. I'm sure there's lots of good vacation resort areas there. But this is like manufactured water parks with a couple lakes. And you're talking about lots of lakes with, yep. yeah, I don't know. Imagine all of the slides as far as I don't as even I care. See. All I know is it's a fun place and it's an hour from where I live. So I'm going there. <laughs> Which Raging Waters are you talking about? Uh, the one in San Dimas. Oh, okay. Noodle says the Utah water park is Lagoon. No. Ooh, Mike says no. Okay. No, Debate Lagoon about- is an amusement park. <laughs> Give us feedbacks on our forums at board.rpgamer.com. Tell us what the best Utah water park is. Right into Geekly Weekly. <laughs> Tell us about your favorite water park. Yes, in Geekly UT Weekly. water park. Also, Pokemon sequels finally have a release date. You excited about this, Sean? Yes, um, I'm also upset because it's in October and I'll be preparing for my midterms. October 7th to be specific, October 12th in Europe. And Anna, what did Shaman have to say about the Pokemon Black and White sequel? Oh, dang, I think I might have closed that page. Um, it's a... Uh... Oh, hang on, let me pull it up because it was a really good quote. It gives a good summary of all of the uh, Pokemon stuff because he imported the Japanese version apparently. Uh... Yes. Let's see. Oh, something else about this Pokemon news. Pokemon Dream Radar will be out 
the same day as Black and White 2 in each region, so 7th here, 12th in Europe, and Pokemon that you catch in the Dream Radar can be transferred to Black and White 2. Is that a separate 3DS? So... Yes, it is, and uh, you'll have to buy it. Here's what Shaman says. Best metaphor... Best metaphor I can come up with is that it's an old content sandwich made with two thick pieces of new content bread and a heavy dose of old Pokemon. Also, better dragon fight than Skyrim, even if it ended on a boot to the head. And one for Dennis and the Wimp. Yeah, man. You go, Dennis Dyack. Um, I don't think that's no. a Dennis. It's a reference no, to a No, no, it's a very Canadian thing. It's... Yeah. Go go to YouTube. British. British. Put it's it in the head. Canadian. Boot to the head is not Canadian, is it? Um, that group is based in Calgary. What group is it? Um. Yeah, you don't even know. The original one, the Frantics. Can somebody com- please confirm for me whether Pokemon Dream Radar for the 3DS will cost money or not? Yes. It will cost money, yes. right? No, okay. it won't. It will not. Yes, you it will. You, you have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. I don't even know what it is. What are you talking about? Pokemon Dream Radar is the use your 3DS to look around your room and find Pokemon jumping out and capture them and then transfer them to your Pokemon game. No, that's free. That that one's free? Like a okay. So the Pokedex yes, is the one that will cost money then. Yes, sir. I'm pretty I sure. The Pokedex was free. No, the current hey, Pokedex is free. Is the new one will cost money. Sting of Paul uh. Chato, Rick Green, Dan Redekin, and Peter Weldman. The group formed in 1979. Oh, who cares? We already forgot about that, Anna. Vital news. RPG Wikipedia. News on RPGs. Hey, now I know why I saw them because they used to be on TVO. They used to be on TV Ontario. TBS. Oh, dude, I totally have to watch this another Law and Order marathon. Rainbow <laughs> Moon. It's not just a. Uh, it's not just a My Little Pony. It's not ship, just a Brony dude. Ship fiction. Um, it is a upcoming role playing game for PS3. It is a tactical RPG. We talked about it a little bit last week. This week, there's a post on the uh, PlayStation blog letting us know that it will be out July 10th. It is a full-on tactical RPG. It will be $15, and if you're a PS Plus subscriber, it'll be $12. And Chris, we got better YouTube than just video. that. What we else do we have? We got an exclusive interview with the Rainbow Moon people on our website. Oh. oh, look at that! Yes! Go read an interview with Rainbow Moon people who tell us things like... Yeah, we got the project leader and the main programmer talking all about Rainbow Moon. We don't know what they say, though. Neither of us read it. <laughs> it's long. Maxstorm interviewed them for a while. This is great. I should go read this later. Um, yeah, this is sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, this Look is at a all really this. long interview. This it is, is a very long interview. <laughs> go check that out on their site. It's on the main index. Just look for Rainbow Moon. Um, I'm, or, I'm actually just going to go watch the, uh, the YouTube video after this is over and see if I want to order this when it comes out because I love me some downloadable tactics games. Michael, this one's for you. You yes. like you like Terra, right? Yes, I do like Terra. All right. Do you like having cool mounts to ride in Terra? Not for twenty five bucks. <laughs> I don't. Well, for twenty five <laughs> bucks, you can buy the Nightmare. It's a I was, uh, this is, yeah. I even when they did this, I replied with a tweet. I'm like, apparently, uh, Mass is missing the concept of microtransactions here. Oh, this <laughs> is something World of Warcraft does this too. They have $25 mounts and it works very well for World of Warcraft, so Terra's trying it as yes, well. World of Warcraft yeah. has millions and millions and, of And the sad thing is, I didn't think it would work, and yet I see so many of these yeah, damn Yeah, it is working, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You guys are stupid. It's no faster than my lion. Oh, but your lion was a, a pre-order bonus. Yeah. 
uh, for the collector's edition. Oh, it's a collector's oh, edition. Oh, it's bonus, a collector's edition, which you, you can, can still get. get can't you? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, it may look cool, but yeah, I ain't paying no twenty five dollars for a mount. No thanks. No man. That's did like you a buy a Sparkle Pony? Yeah, I did not buy a Sparkle Pony. Neither okay. did I. I bought like one of the pets for myself and pets. one pet for lie. you, and then I got the rest free because I subscribed to World of Warcraft magazine and it went under. <laughs> I won't lie. I did buy all the pets from the pet store, and I bought both of the plushes. So that ain't my money. I have one of the plushies. I like the I wyvern. That was my. And I have a staff member now who plays the collectible card game and gives me all of his duplicate pets. It's awesome. Ah, oh, nice. do you need some of those? Because I think I have some extras. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> yes. Why do you need extras if you have them all? <laughs> you don't have an answer for that, do you, Sean? I'm not sure who you're talking to. Because some things like the kitty... No, no, I can answer for him. Because some things like the kitty um, are single-use. So you give them to one character only. They're not BOA. Well, no. um, I don't have them all. I only have two right now of the card game ones. So I have virtually every pet you can get in the game. And I have the collector's edition pets from the original World of Warcraft. They're not going to make the card game ones bind on account like a lot of the other ones that they are? Not to my knowledge. Oh, wow. I only use them on one character. So you won't anyway, be able so to battle with them then. Right. Hmm. Okay. Why couldn't you battle with them? I don't think you can battle with any of the... only ones are available for battle. Yeah. That's why. Only what are available for battle? The BOA ones. The binary oh. account ones. To my knowledge. That's sad. Now maybe they'll change... They could change all that, obviously. Like all of them if I could. You want to use them all? You need to, you need to fight with all of them. All at once. All 157 are going to call them you, all out. Even the, most of the is just a reskin, right? You don't care. Yeah, like six different snakes. That's right. <laughs> all right. Infinity Blade, Manny's favorite series. Um, wait, wait, no. Uh, you say that, but it's actually your favorite like narrative series in recent years, right? My favorite narrative series. No, yeah, I like, you love I like the, the book. I don't like the narrative in the game. Narrative in the game sucks. Um, it is uh, most. It is apparently Epic's most profitable series, where profit is des- defined as Making man money? years invested versus revenue. Mm. So they've lost the least amount of money on this. I don't get it. So they spent the like, well, think about Gears of War three. Amount of money. That, that was like three years of development. And it cost millions of dollars to make, as opposed to like uh, I uh, chair making Infinity Blade for six months, and they made twenty million dollars off of it. Yeah. So as Sean said, least amount of man time, most amount of money. So it, okay. it actually does it does that better than Gears of War. So basically, did. what they're saying is, you know, net profit, which is what you should be saying, like profit ratio or something. Yeah. But they're also yeah. talking just like the their, their, their studios that you know where they can put their people, how many projects they can do, and just like sort of. To be able to just move from project to project and actually yeah, do I can more do that. here. It's called Game Dev Story. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they they apparently very very profitable for them. More profitable in that particular definition of profit than Gears of War three or just Gears of War period. Yeah, I'm sure like Gears of War made like forty million. Who knows how many millions it made? But when you're thinking about six months of time and you get that much money, mm-hmm. and your team could just turn around and make Infinity Blade two and make another twenty million. And then flip around and make another iOS game. So it's it's showing that having large teams is not really the most effective way to make lots of money, which is also something that Square Enix commented on in the past oh. week. Mm-hmm. You know, so, well, before well, you move well, on really quickly, though, it's interesting. Just like even just using expect. I know you're trying to segue, but I just wanted to bring this up quickly while I still could. I had a good segue, Manny. You did, and I killed it. <laughs> 
is that you know the the reason why Infinity Blade Dungeons is happening is because yeah. after Gears of War three, the entire epic the epic like their main epic Gears of War team they just needed a break. They've been building gears like since Gears of War one for like the past like six years, six seven years, and they said, you know what, we need to we need de- we need to decompress. Let's break everyone up in small teams and everyone make a game in a week. And then the games that were selected went on to like. One of the games that one of the teams made in, in that week was uh, Infinity Blade Dungeons, and they decided to polish it up and make it into a full game. And like, what people who are usually making cover-based shooters are now making a loop-based dungeon crawler on iOS because like six guys just wanted a break and needed some pa- and wanted to do a passion project for once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone left. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting where her thing. Yeah, that, that's going to work, but it's not going to work forever. Oh, that's true, but. I just think it's nice though. Like these main guys are thinking, you know what? We need a break. We've been mm-hmm. shooting people in the head forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just do something for like six months and get refreshed and build some new ideas and make. Some, and then you know they're going to make a ton of money off of it too. Yeah, um, but so I think you know, another I thing love- that was unique for Infinity Blade was the fact that yeah, they made a lot of money, but it's also one of the most I'm not going to say polished, but definitely one of the most the best looking game I'd ever seen in iOS. Yeah, yes. that's that's the big thing about it. It was a huge deal because it looked amazing. It's a, this is what iOS can do. Mm-hmm. It's what un- yeah, Unreal it, Engine it can, can do when ported it's, to iOS. It's Unreal really. Engine when ported to iOS, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but I can't actually play that game unless I'm plugged in somewhere. <laughs> I, I can for a little while, but yeah. Send it a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, up oh, two hours, I'm dead. You're okay, done. thanks for playing. Yep. <laughs> Wait, is that just like a 3DS battery life then? Yeah, pretty um, much. <laughs> what you need is a battery pack and an ashtray for your iOS device. You know, <laughs> I wish I'd love to see bigger iPhone Japanese. Circle Pad Pro coming soon. <laughs> you know, I would love to see bigger Japanese companies sort of break that, like sort of take this lesson from Epic and make these, you know, work in smaller teams, get games out there faster, no 10-year dev cycles. Who's playing a game right now? I am. What are you playing? I'm Castlevania 2. Stop that. Turn the sound I down. Have- no, I have oh, to. I don't have sound. No, you don't. Why do you have I do. to? It's for looser.com, actually. Well, then turn the sound down. Is it too loud here? Is I that better? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. It's Look at that. Yeah, it, yeah. Hey, you. You, it's good music, though. This is Castlevania. This the is NES. true, but it's it's not loud enough to appreciate the good music, and it's not quiet oh, enough to ignore that, it. Chris. No, turn no, no. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear me collecting hearts? Square Enix is going to fix... Man, I can't even compare. That segue earlier was good. This one's just going to suck. Square Enix hey, is even, killing the large-scale development. Nope. Say what? I even tried a middle one to help you out, but you got distracted by Castlevania. I did. I yeah, I, you. I I'm just I'm mourning my segue from earlier. Uh, Square this Enix is, is how go- rare that he actually gets a decent segue. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Square Enix is going to up. drop large-scale internal development. No more big 3,000-person teams inside Square Enix or however big they were. See, I yes. don't know how to feel about 200 this. people. So what they're going to is, you know, it's a model that a lot of people go to, which is... But it's know, a model they used for 14 that bit them in the ass. Is it? Yeah. It's, not a good it's also a model they outsourced for it to... I'm sure they've but done everybody... it for... Have they done a Look good game out. with this model? Yes, Final Fantasy know. 13 2 was done with this model. Okay. So was it? they can do it. And we were talking about this yesterday night. What major Square Enix properties haven't had, at least in some part, um, third-party development working with them? Tactics Align Wars, that was done by a third-party team. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the GBA but, games. But no, Tactics Align Wars, the core gameplay was already designed. Yes, I, but that's, again, that's the important part. The port, including the yeah, translation. I don't care, that was all I don't care about out. the port. Yeah, you can always farm out a port. Um, I don't. I think Dissidia was as well. 
Um, so here, so, so, so people understand what the story is. What they're saying is that instead of having a 200-person team inside Square Enix, what they're going to do is start farming out more the development of titles more and have like a core... To, uh, core strategy team at Square Enix that does the major decision and creative stuff, and then they'll farm out a lot of the programming and the art asset creation stuff to smaller teams elsewhere. Um, and allow them, sw- it'll let them do things faster and have more time to get like user feedback and that sort of stuff, rather than have everything coordinated in one big team that's focused on everything, which actually slows everything down. Where if you give everyone a small piece that they can focus on. Yeah, you might lose some of the overall big picture. That's some of the risk you're giving up. But you'll be able to focus on and complete that that small piece that you're working on faster. Uh, two things. It's good that Michael's here because, Michael, do you remember when we took that uh, meeting at E3 like two years ago for Front Mission Evolved? Yeah. The, the big thing they were talking about, they were so proud of, is that there was these Japanese creative guys working at this, you know, this acclaimed with, Western with studio Helix. making yeah. Front Mission Evolved. Yeah, and they it were sucked. Working. Well, they changed. You know, I mean, what did it suck for? Did it suck the because game the game sucked. was bad? No, the game sucked. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't care about the development process. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say that the development process is a flawed idea just because one game sucked. I'm just saying the game sucked. Well, I'm I, yeah, that's I think the one their entire go wrong. game idea was was flawed, but that's not going to be saved whether or not you outsource it. Yeah, no, I, I, I have no idea. It felt disjointed, though. It just didn't even feel like I don't head, like. Well, they were trying to do something that I don't think should have been done. Is they were taking the front mission mechanics and saying, "Okay, but now we're going to make it like Mech Warrior." That was a terrible like, idea. And I'm like, no, this is a really bad idea. You took what made front mission unique and ripped it right out and made Mech Warrior, and then you don't. And then you give it to it. like a subpar, like uh, at the t- yeah, Double Helix was a, was a subpar developer at that time. I mean, they weren't doing anything special or great, and you're going to give them your. This is going to be your big foray into Western games and Western style action games. Oh yeah, but then they had Ido, so it's okay. Michael, you pointed out this is the way that uh, Dragon Quest development has been working, right? Right. Dragon Quest has always been like, hey, we have the core three, and maybe we'll have some project developers above the, you know, project managers and stuff, and then it goes out. Square Enix does not work on Dragon Quest. Enix does not work on Dragon Quest. I mean, they farmed Heartbeat for how many years? Mm-hmm. Heartbeat was never part of Enix. So WB does the same thing. You know, they will come up with the designs and the, the things that they want, and they'll say, okay, which company well, can get us what we need? That's interesting because you know? WB's been moving the other direction, though, haven't they? No. They've been bringing more and more development teams in-house and branding them as WB Games to have their own internal well, development studios. You would think that, but the outs. Well, I, I think I can say this: the outsourcing efforts that they uh, have been working on were increased like three to four times what they were in the last two years. But they, seem they were to be really pushing, putting out more games themselves, though. No, no, no! They're do. buying more IPs. That's what they're doing. Hmm. You know, I mean, it'd be interesting. Here's, here's the well, thing: they bought like, Monolith, people, and they're making games, for example. Well, they, they, Monolith they, was their first purchase. Traveler's Tales, they own, don't they? Ooh. Traveler's Tales, the Lego people. No, TT Games is an affiliation. Oh, okay. They don't actually own it. Rocksteady was the first one where they kind of like a big name that was still, you know, massive in development. Yeah. was really the first one where they were like, yeah, we're going to buy you anyway. Okay. Hmm. I think what's important here, though, is with this statement from Square Enix, it's not – this isn't really a change. Yeah. This is them announcing what has been actually been the case for a long time. No, 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 no. pushing a lot of their development elsewhere. The the thing here is the changes is they're saying we've done this before, but this is going to happen in Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they did it with thirteen too, 
and they've done it with other peripheral <clears throat> Final Fantasy. Well, yeah. They did it with Crystal Chronicles and with the Crystal Chronicles mm-hmm. spinoff titles, and they did it with Tactics and Tactics Advance. And they're just like, Tactics yeah, you know what? We've gone Advance. back to these internal developments for our mainline series, and you know what? It's not working out that well, so we're just gonna so we're gonna keep going with, with this other way. And here's the other thing. I don't that- know they're glossing over is everybody's like well they're outsourcing no 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 that's not what the big story Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. the story is they're going to agile they're not doing the we're doing a milestone in four months and see what's going on you know they're actually going to go with short milestones quick things and hope to have better response times and that's the thing like that's why it's totally a dev story not like a oh my gosh a changing game story right yeah it's it's you cannot say that the next Final Fantasy title will be worse or better because of this, really, can you? Exactly. No, you can't. It's just it's, a different just... style development. They're hoping it's going to work better for them, and maybe it will. Cause and if you, look, a... if you look at Final Fantasy mainline games, we've had one that was done this way, and that's 13-2, and it's pretty good. So if you're going to say anything about this, it'll improve things. You know what I would like to see, though, is just a faster, faster turnaround time and announce the game like maybe three to four months before it actually comes out. Yeah, instead of endless teasers for teasers for teasers. Yeah, like Versus 13. That's just yeah. well, ridiculous. That, is that, that's, it's vaporware. That's vaporware at this point. No, but just imagine if they never announced it. They wouldn't have this egg on their face right now. Well, exactly. Like yep. Uh, let's I like see. what Nintendo does. They basically say, hey, we got a game coming out in like four months. Here it is. <laughs> All right. Might and Magic Class of Heroes. It's coming to iOS and Android finally. What do you oh. think of that? Okay. My, my biggest problem with this game is the fact that there's Class of Heroes and Class of Heroes, and I can't remember which one I yeah. like. Honestly, <laughs> I forget all the time. Class so. of Heroes is the first-person dungeon crawler coming from Monkey Paw. Clash of Heroes is the Might and Magic game. Yeah, I meant Clash okay. of Heroes, sorry. Clash of Heroes so Clash is the one of I Heroes like. So. Clash of Heroes is coming to iOS and Android. Yes. All right, so now so I'm not the Monkey Yay! Paw. This is the role-playing so, slash puzzle game. Yeah, hey, Might and Magic? The people come yeah. down. What's wrong with Clash of Heroes? Don't play Class of Heroes 1, honestly. It's pretty grindy. Well, but that's Class what's wrong with Class good. of Heroes, Sean. <laughs> no, Class of Heroes 2 is, is How do you know? Have you played it? Game. Just read the reviews have of Have you played it? No, I have not personally played it. Right, that's whose true. reviews oh, are you reading? You can read the reviews of the Japanese versions. Okay, so it's supposed to be better, right? It's, yeah. There's hu- many, many, many improvements over yes, the original. All right, well, we'll look forward to that when that comes out. For right now, Clash of Heroes is coming to iOS and Android. It's already on XBLA and PSN. It's already on DS, right? It's the one done by Capybara Games? Yes. Okay, okay. So this is, uh, they are not responsible for the mobile game, though. That's uh, going to be done by Tag Games. So we'll see how that goes. So if it's a terrible port, you yell at them. All right, cool. And <laughs> Wow, okay. Why not? Let's yell them if it is. All right. Uh, oh, Diablo 3, they increased the drop rate of high-end Diablo 3 items. Okay. This is a story. Um, apparently. Yeah, for the Diablo podcast. <laughs> right. Can I tie this somehow to MMO in a minute? Because <laughs> it's like, okay. And, and Terra added tier 13 drops increase. I don't care. Yes. Uh, I don't. I apparently was a, a story. Sure. Whatever. God. I mean, hey, you wanted me to read the damn stories. I did. So there you go. All right. So Sean has fallen offline, and John Yearworth has just jumped online and decided that we need more people in today's cast. Hello. 
Hi, John. Hello. Does this work? Hey! Yes, it yes, works. It does. You ask that every time. Hello, does this work? How you doing? <laughs> what What's going on? You you got you jumped online and started messaging me like something really important. We need to know what's up. Oh no, I'm just saying. I've I've returned from <laughs> shifting my uh, shifting my computing equipment around. Ah, okay. Well, congratulations. Yes. Welcome Trust to the show. It's more entertaining than this podcast. All right. Welcome to the show. We just learned that the drop rate of high-end Diablo 3 items has been increased. And apparently that's a news story. Um, oh, right. Uh, and Act 3 of Hell Difficulty and Higher, it's been increased. And you bosses, well, I think it's actually elites, will drop at least one rare item when a player has a 4-plus stack of Nephilim Vel or whatever the heck that is. So you Diablo 3 characters enjoy that news. Uh, the Nephilim Valor, even though I haven't got there, is a stackable buff that increases your magic find ah, stuff. okay. So the higher, the more stacks you have up to five, the more chance you have of finding rare items and Ooh. more gold. Ooh, John, I'm basically. glad you joined us for this next story. Um, apparently, the EVE people who were exploiting the the LP system and the new faction warfare, they got, um, well, they got their just desserts. Do you know about this? No, I don't. Okay. So... Um, there was the whole economic thing going on with the new war stuff. There's new faction thing. They were exploiting the system, selling and buying items yeah, themselves, they, um, raising money, then then raising the prices, and then selling and the license points for it, and somehow exploiting the system. And at least lots six of people trillions came of isk. forward. Yeah, five trillion tris isk each. Tris. At least tris. six people said they had made five trillion tr- isk. And uh, last night. On the Eve blog, they were like, "Yeah, we're taking that all away." Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah. It, the- even worse if they've spent it because uh, one of what well, one of the, the 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 primary punishment for buying uh, ISK from external sites um, is to have the ISK taken out of your account on a on a one for one basis. So that if you've actually spent that money, it, they don't care. Your account just goes down to minus nine million or whatever. <laughs> you know. Awesome. The, Sucks it, for and, you. you know, yeah, if if you if you want to continue using that character, then you've got to dig yourself out of a, of however much however much you've uh, lost. However much you've lost, eh? All right. So no Eve bailouts. This is terrible. No Eve bailouts. Yes. So that that that's the important thing. They they did brand it as an exploit. Exploits are no good when they brand something as an exploit. That means they roll it back. That's what they're doing. That's Eve. Um. What's an exploit? Uh, the Eve in in Eve making they, money in in Eve is an they exploit. completely manipulated and used some loopholes in the new faction system they added to make trillions and trillions of isk. And the developer said, "No, no, no! You exploited a bug in the system. That's no good. We're taking it away." No, that sounds awesome. That's what I would do. Yes, brilliant thinking. I applaud that. Yes. What you uh, do is you don't you don't punish those people. You hire them to run your economy. Well, the people who reported it actually get rewards. And the people who didn't record it are getting their isk taken away. No. And uh, and it's more complicated than that. But you can read the details on their blog. Um, yeah, it it's it's a kind of a big impact to the economy. So they had to do something. Why do many so many people play Eve? I want to know that. Can you answer that question? Because space is because they look smashing at a monocle and top. It is hat. a very intense. <laughs> only they can see. It is a very intense simulation in that it, it covers a lot of ground, um, from economics to combat to just space flight and stuff. Like it, it kind of has like the full gambit of life in this fantasy world nailed down more so in other than in other games, in my opinion. 
And I think yes, that's kind of it why actually it works. takes that long. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like it's a very it requires heavy investment of you and people looking for that level of of immersion, they can find it there. It's 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 the finest example of a human bastardry simulator, basically. This is true too. <laughs> so let's you it's where it's where it's where people go when they get banned from World of Warcraft for griefing. Basically, listen. If you want to try oh, and enact a financial scheme and, <laughs> and screw over millions of people, uh, you can do it in real life and go to prison, or you can do it in Eve and get away scot free. Do it in Eve. Exactly. Get away scot free, or do you actually have like you start a new alliance and faction and you're awesome now? Well, it depends how you did. I mean, but the, the developers of the game, if you are legitimately scamming people, like as in you're not exploiting game systems, they don't care. They're not going to ban you. That's totally allowed. Yeah, I mean, one of the talks they do at PAX every year is how to scam your first five million isk. As far as the game world is concerned, you're allowed to be a criminal without ever having negative repercussions to you in real life. So some people like that, like it to play it for that. Some people like to actually succeed against criminals, become bounty hunters. Some people like to, you know just be mining moguls and make millions of dollars through mining and trade alliances. It sounds like stuff. a digital version of the Wild West. Yeah, I think it is. It's a way to to go back to that sort of lawless sort of frontier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, that's and why. I think that's why it's popular. Online or something. <laughs> what, Manny? I just go play Ultima Online or something. That seems simpler. <laughs> you could go play The but, Secret World because its early access has started if you're a pre-order person. No. According to our letter writer earlier, you shouldn't do that, but <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there. No, please don't do that. But what you should do, if you're a fan of RPGs and Studio Ghibli, I don't know how big that intersection is, uh, but uh, the... Yeah? If you read RPG Gamer, there's a good chance you like anime. <laughs> yes, there is a good chance. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who are in that in that, in that that uh, cross-section and you've been eyeing how Nino Kuni came out for the DS in Japan. We're not getting that version. It came with this awesome book that had all the spells in it. Namco Bandai has had mercy on us Western RPG fans and said, we are releasing the, uh, what is it called? The Wizards They're Edition. The expansion? Of, of Wrath of the White Witch. What? Because no, you said for us Western RPG fans. Our West, yeah, we live in the West and we're RPG fans. Not fans of Western RPGs. Shush. Us Western Comma, RPG fans. <laughs> For those of us who live in the West and are fans of JRPGs, there you go. They're putting out a $100 special edition of Nino Kuni called the Wizards Edition, and it will include a plush ver- uh, doll of Drippy, which is your main companion in the game. And it will also include a 300 page hardcover copy of the Wizards Companion, which is like the spell book. It's a thing that. I never thought would be localized and stuff. So it's got a bestiary of all the creatures found in the game, descriptions of items, spells, and history, and... Bestiary, actually. Not a bestiary, but whatever. Really? I always thought Uh, it was bestiary. Okay. Chris, don't you have an outstanding thing saying that you were going to eat your hat if the um, wizard's book was localized? Did I say that? Uh, I think uh, you might uh, I am so glad I don't own any hats. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> been tricked. I do. And I go buy him a hat. I do own some baseball hats. I better get that the Frank's Red Hot Sauce ready. I'm gonna need something to help that go down. Um, so where can I get this thing? This uh, awesome thing. Namco's store, actually. They're you can't on do that. No, store.namcobandigames.com, and they will charge you for shipping. So, no Amazon. No, no Amazon. <laughs> 
if they ever make it available on Amazon, I will cancel my Namco store order. Look, I, I sounded put, like the put the order in like this it's morning. A, it's a Namco exclusive. That's if you want this, like. you got to go through us. Yeah. I, I think they're doing it because they want to be very sure how many copies they need printed or something. Oh. Well, I, I'm sorry that you don't get to buy it at Amazon, but you can actually buy it in the West if you're interested. And that's, yeah, that's honestly, the good at news. this point, just this be is, grateful you can get it. Sorry, this is also coming to Europe as well. So Europe and the U.S. get this. So you can. I, there's a place to pre-order it in Europe. Yeah, this was initially only announced for Europe, and then someone found it on the Namco U.S. store too. Okay. So there you go. That is uh, that's good news. I've already pre-ordered that because obviously I've always expressed interest in that, and so that, I'm looking forward to that in January 22nd. So uh, let's wrap up the news section with the biggest story of all. For the biggest new portable system that's coming out, the 3DS XL is officially getting its own Circle Pad Pro. You know, if you would have brought this up during the beginning yes, of the podcast, is. we could all be very snarky and angry at it. I think we're all just tired now. <laughs> I think I think this is a, this is this is amazing news, and it shows just how connected Nintendo is to its player base and what people really really want. No, no, no! You, you don't get it, man. The player base is insatiable. They just want They just want more peripherals. We just keep trying to provide peripherals. Keep saying more. We give them a circle pad pro. They say, we want it in the device. And so I have to make a new device. So next year we'll have a new 3DS XL, which will have it built in. It'll man, man I get it. You're excited, but it doesn't mean you have to eat your microphone. No. <laughs> it's because I'm wearing my microphone sideways. I apologize if I'm louder. <laughs> no, you're not loud. You're just... <laughs> Oh, it's right, yeah. right in front of my mouth. Hold on. That's probably better. Oh, yes. I, I took, I'm trying to listen to Simon's Quest, and I had to take one earphone off. So now my microphone is jacked and sticking into my mouth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so you were actually eating your microphone. Take it out of your yeah. mouth. <clears throat> yes, like, he literally was. He's like, nom, nom, nom. It's brushing against my lips, so I have to keep moving it. <laughs> Ooh, this podcast just got erotic. All right. <laughs> Let's, uh, we're in the home stretch now, guys. Time to talk about what we've been... Well, one thing that we need to do first. It's time for MMO Roundup. Anna, oh, take God. us in to the MMO Roundup. You almost forgot. I almost forgot, but I didn't. Am I buzzing buzz, badly? Buzzing yeah, badly. but just get on with it. I guess we'll just have to skip the MMO Roundup. Oh. <laughs> Is that better? Oh, yeah, it's better. Go for it. Oh, it's not. It's um, terrible. Mr. Pandaria opening cinematic to debut at Gamescom 2012. Tides of War novel gets release date. Diablo 3 immediately launched patch 1.03a to correct notable player anger issues. Not an MMO. Too bad. <laughs> no, Ragnarok. no, 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 no. It's MMO in a minute. You actually do MMOs. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Ragnarok Online opening classic servers. Blade and Soul stops all Korean competitions and confirmed pay to play. Digimon Masters launches Summer Festival. Eve Online crushes trillions of isk out of their economy. Terra's Chrono Scrolls fully detailed. Huge Dark Legends update. And I can't seem to scroll for some reason. Here we go. Peter Moore declares free-to-play is inevitable. 
Secret World decks confirmed by MMORPG.com. SOE Live registration begins, and there was actually a really good breakdown on indie development in MMORPGs and how it's growing. All right, all right. You got to be a little bit less cryptic with these t- with these headlines. What is the Secret World decks? You know what? I don't know enough about the Secret World to really go into a ton of detail about this, but every class has a deck associated with it. And basically, now that the NDA has been lifted, um, there's oh. like a bunch of different websites that have had specific decks sort of assigned to them by Like a Funcom. deck of cards? Yeah. Okay, well, that wasn't clear. When you say decks, I'm like, D-E-X, what does that mean? Like no, D-E-C-K-S. What are you talking about? Okay, so there's yeah, I, decks of cards for the classes. This has something to do with the combat system, but again, I mean, there, right. I just don't know enough about Secret World and the other to one, really go into it. And the other one was the Chrono Scroll. What is the Chrono Scroll? Um, chrono Scrolls are um, sort of like, you know how you can buy time for hold EVE on, hold Online? On. Michael's going to answer this faster. Go for it. Yeah, it's the EVE Online system where you can buy an in-game item and have more time. <laughs> Oh, legalized can, ways of buy, legalized trading is buying for, gold. Or um, gold 14 for, days yeah. instead of 30. Okay, cool. Way to buy. And you can oh, only... 30 days. No. It's 14 days. And you can only apply a maximum 30 days. of two a it's month. It's on their FAQ. I'm on their FAQ right now. It's 30 days. The FAQ. You better go update your report that you sent out. 30 days has <laughs> September, April, June, and November. All the rest of the <laughs> Except for February. Except for like February, that. which has 28. Or 29. They're $14.99. You can redeem them for 30 days of game time. You can also purchase them through the in-game broker, and the in-game economy will de- um, decide what they they're worth. Only, oh, game. yes, and they can only be traded once. Okay. Traded or sold? Traded. The, uh, yeah, the on the on the broker me, that's selling. The broker says that's once. Yeah. Okay. Which means I guess if you try to sell it in five days and you don't make it, you're screwed. Um. Actually, so here's the thing. No, no, not... no, no. Okay. So for example, I buy one and sell it to you, Michael. You cannot turn around and resell it. Okay, guys. Here, I okay. have the FAQ up. You can be sold only through the trade broker. They can only be sold through the trade broker once. You cannot trade, bank, or discard them. And you can only redeem two to a particular account per week, and you cannot gift them to another player's account. Yet. Yet. They did say they're working on that. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the important price, stuff. in case anyone's curious, is about 2,000 to 2,500 gold. Really? Which isn't Seems low. really that much at level 60. Yeah, yeah. People are like, it costs 3,000 to run for Vanarchy. Yeah. All right. Well, we should move on. Um, Michael, why don't you start us off with what you've been playing this week? I think I play Terra. Yeah. I think I played some more Terra. Anything else? I think Raptor said that I played 66 hours of Terra. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what level are you? 40, 40, and 41. Oh, my gosh. I have three mains now, and I'm sticking with that. But, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any characters left for me to play with? Uh, What level are you? I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have Xandra. She's okay. She's been delegated to you, so okay. we never get to play. Delegated to me, so she doesn't <clears> play. I love it. That's why she's back at like 35 or something. <laughs> All right. Well, that was easy. Yeah. Quinn, you, you joined late, but we're going to get you early here. What have you been playing? Um, uh, I put some more time into the Fantasy Star Online 2 beta. Uh, did you get anywhere with that, Chris? I, uh, I haven't logged in since I got to the big ship. I figured it'd be something we'd play together, if at all. And Because uh, I, I honestly I can't understand a thing about what's going on because of the Japanese. Oh, okay. Um, 
I'll put some, put some more time. I think I've somehow, even though it's a beta and I've only hit uh, level 16, I've somehow still managed to pour something like 40 hours into it or something. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you can um, understand what's going on easy enough then. Yes. Play the game. Work. Just don't ask me what the plot is. Ah, okay. All right. Well, to be really honest, actually, the, the the plot at the moment, because it's um, they've got the the content ends at level thirty or something, means that the uh, the, the the kind of the, any plot that they could show would be incomplete anyway. All right, so you've played this uh, thing for forty hours. Does it feel like a Fancy Star Online game? Does it feel different, new? How's it feel? Oh, oh, it feels like a Fancy Star Online game in that it still pretty grindy. And if I remember correctly, the original Dreamcast version of Fancy Star Online was grindy as hell, so they've got that down. Oh yeah. Um, and in, it, well, because they've uh, you know the changes to the combat system to um, means that it plays as some kind of interesting hybrid between Fancy Star Online, Fancy Star Universe, and Fancy Star Portable means that like drawing back to Fancy Star Online is quite difficult because it's it sort of doesn't feel like that and does feel like that at the same time. Right. The the re like the recycling of sound effects definitely helps that. Okay. Um, I've also put some time put put some time into League of Legends this week. Ooh, anything interesting or just more League of Legends? Uh, the the uh, the, the big release for League of Legends this week is um, Pulsefire Ezreal came out yesterday, which is Ezreal's legendary skin. Really? That's about it. The, the big yeah. release is they released a new skin. Wow, it's exciting. really it's amazing. Yeah, I know it's very amazing. I'm amazed. Oh, Ma- and another recent th- and just uh, just remembering recent things. Uh, the the Pyrovision goggles in T oh. two are hilarious. They are. It if you that's something that I want to chime in about just because yeah. that's amazing. I I of course would never support a free to play game by microtransactions. So when Pyro items came out, I bought all of them immediately. <laughs> and I got to tell you. They're wonderful. I love being in Pyro Land. Everyone's happy all the time, and I spray everyone with wait, the rainbows. Wait, wait, wait. And... Wait, they actually turned that video into an in-game item somehow? Yeah, they did. Yes. You, you equip the goggles on any one of your characters, and it turns you... It turns, uh, takes you to Pyro Land. Pyro, takes you to Pyro Land. So how does it work? Like, it reskins um, everything, well, basically. So it doesn't look you, like you're actually helping people? It's actually... You are still looking like you're killing them with them on, or not? Unless you're pyro and you're using the rain blower, in which case it sprays rainbows, and everyone's giggling, and they're covered in sparkles, and they're laughing, and no one screams. Oh, you hear laughter. Everyone is laughing. What does it look like when they die with the goggles? They fall down, and they lie on the ground, and they giggle and laugh. Oh, wow. Oh, and if they if they gib, they explode into, like, cogs and... Yeah, it's balloons. confetti. It's in the TF birthday mode. Oh. And These cost money? Uh, you get the, the you get a free. free you get a free pair of goggles. Wow! Basically. That's awesome. I need all the other items that you have to pay for. And, but that's the one I want. I gotta I gotta try that. I I saw yeah, that I pyro it. video. I thought it was funny, but I had no idea they actually made hey, it an you item. Got to, you've got to log in before July seventh or something. Oh, okay. yep. You have till seventh of July, and you'll get them just by logging into the game. Awesome. And then you can see everything. But if you want to spray the uh, rainbows and stuff, you have to either make, craft, find, or buy the items. Yeah. I just, all because they're pyro items, and I want Valve to make more of them, as always. <laughs> Fair just enough. Take my... I love that game. I spent $42 on all those items. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot of money. Cost for all of them. You want to buy them all. But you can also craft and make them. Well, and yeah, but them. were they really expensive, or were there just a ton of them? 
Um, no, the only thing that was expensive was a balloonicorn, which is like seventeen or eighteen dollars. What's that do? It follows you around. It's just a <laughs> yeah. Unicorn- no, it does when you when you get a kill on someone and no one else on your team is assisting you, it'll show the balloonicorn is assisting you. It'll say Lucifer plus balloonicorn. Really? <laughs> That's what it does. How much was it? Eighteen dollars. Eighteen dollars, and it's just a pet that follows you around. It floats it above you. And oh, it can only be seen by people who have the pyro glasses on. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. That's $18? Yeah. Can you, like, not pay money for that? Yeah, you can find it. That's crazy. That's... Hey, look, I want pyro items. It's a pyro item. They I don't got my care. money. That's... Wow. I will always buy pyro items because I want Val. Hey, you're as crazy as the real pyro. Hey, to be fair, Chris, to <laughs> yeah. be fair, he's funding development of Half-Life 3. Oh, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> I, can't, I can't critique that. Half-Life 3 is done. It is absolute. It's been done as dinner forever. <laughs> However, every time someone makes a fat joke about Gabe Newell, he delays <laughs> Hey, Lucy, there was a great troll thread a couple weeks ago on NeoGAF that said Half-Life, comma, three screens. And they're just three screens from Half-Life 1, right? Yes. yes awesome. There was many, many, many ragers in that thread. It was great. Beautiful. Give you some more, peeps. Strong, uh, what else did you play this week besides just TF2? I'm playing Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest yes, right now. Yes, we noticed. What are you playing that on? Uh, PSP. Mm. The uh, the PSP release of Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest. Which is to say, um, the PS One release, or no, there is no PS One release. It's an emulator. Oh, okay. I've I see. Actually, I've actually just had a look at the um, I've just had a look at the item store on on Team Fortress Two, and um, they have introduced an item that costs seventy pounds. What yeah, is it? It's like at least a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's a it's a hundred dollar ring. You can only gift it to people. You can't use it yourself. And when you gift it to them, it sends a global message to everyone else in Team Fortress Two if they accept it. And it says, and you can name it whatever you want. You get that built in. So basically, it's like for proposing to people or for annou- making an announcement to everyone who plays TF Two. You can do that. Three or four of them went off yesterday night because a lot of people are playing TF Two right now. People, don't propose in Team Fortress Two. Hey, why not? Don't propose in Team Fortress. If you met your fiance in Team Fortress Two, what would be more apt? And there were four of them last night because I can't believe that. Yeah, there are four. What, no, what, what were the messages? They weren't yeah, all proposals, right? No, no. Yeah, as I'm saying, I'm like, yeah, okay. Because you you name the item whatever you want, and then you offer it to someone, and if they accept it, they get to keep it forever. They can't trade it away. The, and then a message goes up. The John Doe is a douche ring. Has he? John Doe has accepted this ring or something? Yeah, they'll like say so and so has accepted. Um, so and so's, and then the name of the item. Ah, okay. Nice. And this makes a noise, and you have to press N to make it go away. So, <laughs> nice. There you go. All right. I love Team Fortress 2. I've spent all yesterday night playing it with people from Lucifer. So, Team Fortress 2 and Castlevania 2. Lots of twos for so you. And WoW, of course, because. And WoW, of course, yes. I'm trying to get my ice chip from Lord Ahum before the event ends. So. Uh, what's that do for you? I don't remember. Pet. Oh, a pet. Okay. <laughs> a of course. Pet. Another pet. <laughs> You have all the pet achievements, don't you? Yep, I have them all. all done. Yeah, all right. I need some more pet achievements. Anna, you like pets in WoW, right? But really what I play for is really to get pets now. <laughs> um, I guess, but... That's my awkward transition to what you've been playing. Oh, well, I haven't been playing well this week. Mm-hmm. I've been busy doing other things. Like? 
Like, I started the fun of, uh, my playthrough of Final Fantasy V for the Four Job Fiesta. Mm-hmm. So, I last year I had White Mage, Time Mage, Beastmaster, Dragoon, and this year so far I have Thief Red Mage. Mm-hmm. So, I spent a lot of time grinding. And I also played lots of Pokemon Conquest. Mm-hmm. So, I think I have finished six of the missions. And beyond that, I played. Why is my computer beeping at me? I was playing that would be my water. That's because you haven't muted your Skype messages noises. Um, um, people are begging played, you for codes. Yeah, I played more. <laughs> I played more. Where's my water? Yes. And, Where's my Perry now? Yeah, I haven't played that. I don't. I don't. Phineas and Ferb edition of Where's My Water. Like Phineas and Ferb. It's, no, it's, oh, it's Disney in your crossovers. <laughs> Uh, I've only seen one episode, and it seemed like an okay kids show. Didn't seem yes, like uh, terrible. Jeff Green approves. All right, hooray! I've, I've seen a lot worse kids show. That's for sure. Um, and then we went and saw Brave this week, right? Yes, we did see Brave. That was good. That oh, please tell me all about it. No, I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm no, no, they do a no, really good job of geek, not geek, explaining no? what the movie's about. So I don't want to. Yeah, no, it's it's better not to explain it. So yeah. It's very good, though. Yeah. Just trust in the Pixar. Trust. Well, I'm sorry if you can't go into a movie without having everything spoiled for you. Come on. Hey, a BBC study has proven that people enjoy movies better if they know what they're about and they know that the plot details are spoiled first. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. Because apparently what happens is even if people say, oh, I don't like having things spoiled for me, it ruins my enjoyment, they actually enjoy it more. And the reason is because then they know what to pay attention to, so they notice more details, and that lends to the enjoyment, apparently. I just have a hard time accepting that, but all yeah, right. It's true, though. People don't realize, well, people often don't realize what they actually like and what they don't like. They think they do, that but they're take wrong. take all the joy of discovery, though. Well, it's not like the joy of discovery isn't there. Just because you know something's coming doesn't mean you're not going to... Be able to experience it because you've or... never seen it happen exactly. And then you're, yeah, when you're paying attention, knowing you look all the details of the matrix without finding it out in the movie, I just it might make defeats more sense. the whole purpose. But, 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 it'll make, it'll make I the, think a lot of the things that most people didn't get that revelation that you did. I mean, oh. that, that that narrow window about what the matrix was lasted maybe two weeks. Oh, and I saw it in that. I had no idea, and it was awesome to find out that way. I mean, if you saw that on DVD, for hey, no one spoiled yeah. Inception for me. Yeah, that's true. Can... Although oh. I spent a lot of that. You that have a very, copy very of it. Confused. Watch it. It's awesome. What are you it's waiting for? It's not my fault for? that they decided to go to Inception the Friday after E3. But you got like, a DVD go. of it. Oh, yeah, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in I I think my experience with Inception almost leads me to agree with Lucy because I spent a lot of that movie being confused. And think if now that if you go back well, and if you're watch not it, stupid, you can it works better. Maybe and pay no. attention to all the details, <laughs> and the movie will be more enjoyable. I'm going to go downstairs and slap you after you the should. podcast. You Why are you uh, next? Uh, you know, I've watched Inception both before knowing and after knowing, and I have to say they are two different experiences. But I, I personally believe I liked the first one more. I don't want to. Nah, you just I don't think know. That. I don't feel like Inception was like a really t- there was any real twists. Just sort of like a. I, I knew going in it was dreams and dreams and dreams and that's all. I, just sort of it was the journey, right? It was the moment the, to moment. 
It was the kiss on the on the balcony and on the yeah. on the bench. All right. The best version of Inception right. that I've seen is this really great one that was done by a German guy, and it was done as a Victorian comic, and it was wonderful. I should I'll link you guys to it after the podcast. I think the only cool. movie that was the, that was really ruined for me was uh the unusual the the usual yeah. suspects. Yeah. How would you how would usual subjects be better with the the twist spoiled? That wouldn't make oh, I knew, but the problem is I watched that so late that I mean, I was by the time I was old enough to watch that movie, everyone knew who Kaiser Sose was. Yeah. All right. So I'm, that's the only one I regret because I wish I would have gone in there cold and been had my mind blown. I see. Uh, okay, I, I'm gonna say I don't even care if I'd like it all overall better. I love that feeling of just figuring out something that's been re- weighted and revealed with suspense. I love that feeling so much that I'd rather trade it. So. That's why Chris. Okay, every time okay, okay. But here's the thing: pants off, he's surprised. Yeah. How, Still there? How does this apply to Brave? Oh, I, it has nothing to do with Brave. <laughs> I know you guys are like, "Well, you'll spoil it." I'm like, "What the heck can you spoil in Brave?" No, I know it's an adventure movie. I mean, do you like it's watching it's like a kilt, like a kilt princess? Um, actually, there is there is actually something you can spoil in Brave, but I'm not going I to. Guess so. a little, but I it the, none of that My stuff's silly... in the trailers, any of it. So. Yeah, and that's the part was like the trailers were making me not want to watch it, and then Disney hadn't given me a free ticket, I probably wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> but instead, Man, I'm like, no, oh, I, this really I enjoyed good. not knowing that that was coming. It's it's just so refreshing to not know about what you're getting and have it be delightful. So I no, I'm good I'm gonna on the internet. screw it. I'm calling the BBC rubbish. The BBC's rubbish. Let's move on. <laughs> what are we talking screw about you. anyway? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, I'm milking something. Quinn, what did you? Oh wait, we already Disney, talked. Disney, your Disney connection. We talked to Anna. You mean my to... job? Yeah, man. <laughs> free tickets, free games, free. I don't get any free games. Oh yeah, the one dollar game. Okay, where's my Perry? <laughs> don't you get? It? Oh, you have no library there, huh? I thought the you library had a... is still in a box because Chrissy left. There will be a library. <laughs> yeah, and then I can return the two movies I have that I don't want to watch anymore. <laughs> oh, it's not even games; it's movies. It's movies, yeah. All but right. it's also the TV series and stuff. So, you know, if I ever got bored and want to watch all of Loth, there we go. <laughs> you can watch all of Castle. Yay! Yeah. Except I've already watched all of Castle. You can watch it again. I can't watch what's on my TiVo. <laughs> you can Manny, watch it three times. Manny, instead of harassing Michael, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? He doesn't play anything. He harasses me. That's his game. It's a fast game. game. There's no better <laughs> game. Look better games. Watch what he's. <laughs> Thanks, Lucy. The harass game. Yes, the harass me game. Nothing. nothing. What? You got nothing for I'm us? Distracted. <laughs> I'm too awesome. What can I say? Okay. Don't interrupt so- him, Chris. He's tweeting. Mm-hmm. Tweeting. Damn you, Michael and your Disney connections. <laughs> yes, All the right. connections of, oh, I have a job. No, that's so fine. Afraid. If you don't have anything, that's fine. We'll move on. No, no, I, I've, I've just been playing a little bit of Diablo. Okay. Finally catching up, trying to finish it off. There's two more, you know. And, <laughs> I think he's uh, working on the third one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sequel? <laughs> uh, I couldn't help myself. Anything else, Manny? Uh, that's it. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, Kevin oh. Nagel dropped by in the chat. I think Seraphim Kitten, when I was playing Diablo, and he wanted to say that he loves the show. He thinks I'm great, and I'm his favorite person on the cast after Anna. Mm. How much did you pay him? 
<laughs> That's hey, definitely after. Seraphim Kitten. <laughs> after Anna. See, I got second billing. Poor thing. Well, he's the president of the official Paws fan club. He can't like you more than me. Well, is that how that works? Mm -hmm. He is the president and only member of the official Paws fan club. <laughs> so even Chris isn't a member of the Paws fan club. <laughs> no, this is true. Definitely not. <laughs> Chris, be careful. You live with know, her. You have a bad time. I don't live with her. She's visiting. She's only lives She's visiting for six months six at a time. Six months at a time. Two months at a time. She has Why? her own room. Two months at a time every other month. She has her own room. Two months at a time every other month. Yes. <laughs> and then she goes home for a day and comes back. My battle tag in Diablo 3 is Nabuo, N-U-B-U-O, number 1361. N-U-B-U-O, pound sign, 1361. Huh? Why do you have to have numbers? You're right. It's Sobin1001 at figurocastle.org. If you just want to add me real ID, that works too. And because <gasps> they make you, Mike. They can't I need to go in there. Yeah, you, they give you the numbers. You have no choice. You get it. That way everyone has a name. It's because the names aren't uh, unique. You can pick any name you want to and they, they use the numbers to and differentiate. And I don't know why that's supposed to be better. I don't think it is. I think it'd be better, better if you forced us to pick a unique ID that doesn't have numbers, but they don't because they're stupid. Yay, stupid. It is stupid. I, well, is the idea is with the battle it. tag is I can add this without being real ID friends with you, which gives someone a lot more permission. And so it's a way to be able to track me across games, except it only works for Diablo 3. <laughs> you can track me across really games, except it only works for Diablo 3, without needing my, my real email address and being able to get the additional privileges that real Not ID people get. real email address that you just gave to everyone. I know, right? I don't even care. But whatever. I, all I'm yeah. saying is this is the time where we plug our Diablo 3 friends' names. Does anyone else want to plug for... their Diablo 3 name? I don't have one because oh. the name's dumb. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember uh, my real ID either, so that would take a while to figure out. My real ID is paulsrpg at gmail.com. Yeah. Your real ID is firemist at gmail.com, Mike. Is it? I thought yeah. it was Dragon. No, I think it's Firemist. Crap, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, I moved it. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, it's Firemist. Okay. <laughs> How do you I not don't remember? Play your, games, it's so it your matter. email address. How do you not know it? <laughs> because I used to use Dragon at Dreamhaven. Man, you don't want to plug yours or no? You like being no, alone? No, I don't know my battle tag offhand. All right. <laughs> That's fine. He doesn't I, had email I, had log, I had to get out my authenticator and log in. No, no, I no. I only, when I do, I only add real people I know to real ID friends. Well, not. that's why I said battle tag. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know it offhand. That's fine. All right. Um, let's see. I played some stuff. And Am I the last one? Did anyone else? Uh, covered Anna, Manny, Quinn, Firemus. We covered yeah. Sean. Oh, I like that's I don't me. get a name. Okay. Michael. Okay, I found my battle tag if anyone wants to add <laughs> Oh, me. go for it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Actually, no. Let me beat the game first. Then I'll add you. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, and you can close off, so it's not a problem but yeah pocket planes final fantasy 5 and pokemon conquest of course continuing through all those my four job fiesta job is white mage but what i want to play pocket planes you want to play pocket planes well let's we'll get you upgraded today so you can play pocket planes yay yay will it run more than my machine worth a day yeah it'll run fine it's not a very intensive game okay Uh, because dragon veil is starting to really drag on this machine well i think we should we it's okay. We're all gonna buy new iPhones. I'm totally okay months. with new phone. No, um, I was thinking of a full restore, but then we'll lose some progress on Dragon Bell, wouldn't we? That's no good. Why? It's all system. Oh well, well, let's talk it through later. 
What I did play that's new is Unchained Blades. We talked about this game last week. This is a first-person dungeon crawler that was recently announced by X-Seed. For some reason, apparently they had it at E3, but they didn't talk to us about it. Wait, Unchained Blades, is this the Vita game? No, this is the PSP game. Okay. It's a PSP first-person dungeon crawler with some weird stuff in it. Um, so, when asked if it was compatible with the Vita, they decided to tap dance around Twitter in a terrible, terrible evasion act. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up. I think we harassed them enough. Or excuse me. I think I <laughs> harassed them enough on Twitter there, about that. Just, <laughs> make, make it clear who harassed who. Yeah, here. I harassed them. And yeah, it's a dead issue. Not at this unwarrantedly, point. though. In my opinion, no. But uh, whatever. Um, the point is it doesn't work on the Vita yet. And... Uh, they're going to try and make it work on the Vita, and it'll happen when it happens. And for some reason, they had trouble saying that. But <laughs> hey, well, we all know you catch more flies of vinegar. Apparently. <laughs> I, and I know you mean that both ways, but, you know, I was really upset with them. Um, <laughs> Unchained Blades is a first-person dungeon crawler, as I've said like four times now. But in addition to that, it's got fantastic cool uh, like anime style artwork it's got voice acting including people i recognize like the guy who did vincent and Catherine, and um what was his name oh there was another role he did that was popular but troy baker yeah troy baker is he any wolverine uh i don't know about no wolverine but he did something in a final fantasy game that was uh no oh, yes yeah, no he's that's snow in Fin wolverine yeah troy baker is snow in final fantasy 13 and punch uh, in the face Yes, he'll punch you in the face. <laughs> oh, you punch him in the face. Oh, do you? You punch snow a lot. Oh, you don't like snow? He gets decked a few Lightning times. Lightning punches always snow a lot. Oh. oh, okay. I see. I forgot. And I wish I could too, but that's okay. <laughs> you don't like him. All right. I anyway, I like his voice actor, so he's in there. Um, also in there was, um, well, now I've totally forgotten. Yay, I completely derailed it. <laughs> My work is complete. Oh man, that's too bad because I I thought it was cool. Wow! Too. So you know who do, you know who he also plays? Troy Baker also plays the scoundrel in Diablo Three. Um, hold on, I've got a a visitor at my door, just unannounced. So I'm gonna go deal Is with the UPS man. Political. I'm going with political. We're just gonna sit here and talk because he just walks off the middle. What about what about? Uh, they could be Jehovah's Witnesses. Nah, in Madison, maybe. I, I, I don't know Mormon America very well. Musical. <clears throat> the what is a good musical? The Book of Mormon. Uh, oh, what? Dead, now Jerry dead Springer, air. that's a good musical. <laughs> okay, so who else was he? He was uh He was male protagonist, Caucasian voice number one in Saint Joe the Third. That's my favorite role right there. <laughs> <laughs> memorable. <laughs> memorable yes. role. Doesn't even have a name, he's just that Caucasian guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's Caucasian number one, game. though. He's the yeah, number he one Yeah, he's the first one. He's the first non-name guy, so, you know, that's something. <laughs> Put that on your CV. <laughs> yep, Vincent Brooke, he was... I guess oh, Chris is here. I guess I'll host oh, the podcast. Okay, you host the podcast. What are we talking about? Uh, I think we're just about done, aren't we? We've wrapped up everyone's sort of now playing. I think so, but do you have all the thank yous? Yeah, I'm going to say thank you to all of our panelists today who were, let's see, they were Chris Privetier, who's not here, Manny. Thank you. Michael Tidwell. Thank you. Adam Marie Newfeld. Meow. And John Yearworth. 
I'm so painfully British, it hurts. He is. He is a bit British. And we should also thank our listeners in the chat who I can't see because I don't give a damn about them. Thank you, all you little people. <laughs> can't see you, but thank your thanks. Right, so, uh, to yourself, all of you individually thanked. So rate us on iTunes. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Five stars. You can leave a review like uh, RP Gamer is amazing. Whenever I want news on Felicia Day, I go straight to their podcast because we've got it all <laughs> right here. Oh, did I miss Felicia Day news again? No, you did. You missed, I'm sorry. You something else. <laughs> you, you missed 20 minutes of Felicia Day talk. That you can also follow us on free. Twitter. Add RP Gamer to your Twitter feed today. Just click it, and every time RP Gamer is updated, I think that's how it works for you guys. Then you'll get a little tweet that tells you what's going on. You can also like RP Gamer on Facebook. Go there right now, look for RP Gamer, and click that like button. And when RP Gamer is updated, it'll show up in your Facebook status feed. You can also add. Chris Privateer, your normal host, to Twitter. He's Sabin1001. And then when there's an update from him, you can see that too. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Technology is amazing. And it so is. ends another week of RPG Cast. You They'll be back the next week. <laughs> yep, go to the forum, comment on it, let us know how badly we are doing. And next <laughs> week, we'll do our best to plumb even lower depths. Anyway, it's disappointing. Well, Lucifer won't be here, so you know. Exactly. I won't be here. <laughs> so it'll it'll definitely be a little better. That's for sure. <laughs> that's another week. We'll see you next week. Good day. Bye. Bye. Chris is going to come back. The podcast is going to be over. We are over. That's it. We'll cut it right there. Over it. Cut it right there. That's what he gets for wandering off to talk to Genova's witnesses at the front door. Exactly. Ah, Chris. So uh, now that we're post we're post podcast, what do you guys want to talk about? Felicia sure. Day, obviously. More Felicia Day, I guess. You know, I, if I if I go to IndieCade this year, I could probably see her. She's going to be hosting, walking around. I get some Felicia Day pictures. You know, she's actually at E3. She went to the Elder Scrolls MMO uh, thing with me. version of the Cardassians. I don't understand. Why? She has done nothing. Well, I mean, but neither have they, and they seem to work out okay, right? Sorry They're about that, guys. The, it's just it's what our society is now, you know? The landlord Max. stopped by. Oh, the podcast is over. We're done. Oh, Thanks. really? I ended yeah. it for you. Yeah. yeah, Lucy finished it. No, you didn't. No, you seriously, didn't. didn't. No, you did not because I need Dude, to talk about... Dude, this is post-podcast time. We're talking about Felicia Day. No, actually, yeah, I do need to now. talk about Unchained Blades. It's important. Oh, it's why? why is it important? Did they pay you? No, because it's actually a good game. Oh, hey. All right, so let's rewind this back. You know, he even thanked everybody. He told us... We can't do that. Yeah, we Twitter did the thanks feed. and everything. I don't we did think thanks and Twitter and rate review and everything. It's all done. Seriously. He's not on headset anymore. He's gone back to the show. Listen, how can you talk about Unchained Blades if you're always talking about your game? No, no, it's the landlord still here. He better not cut any of this. This is going in the podcast. This is real. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do. We'll figure it out. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, Chris. So much buzzing in my ear. There's a bit of <sighs> Causes that. Whatever makes that happen, destroy yeah, it's it. Now. Yes. It's better. It's all fixed.
All better now. There was some sort of short or something. I don't know. I'm killing the Dread Knights. It's what oh, happens shit. when I'm charging. Ah! He's <laughs> building up. Oh, like, we got their kitty static going. We didn't finish. Remember, uh, the like all four of us got trapped in like in a long in a late night uh, Star Trek chat, and we never got to finish that. When did that happen? Oh, you weren't there. You weren't invited to that Star Trek. Oh, see, I wasn't no. invited. Yeah, screw you all. You don't like Star Trek. You hate it. What? What crap is this? <laughs> What's wrong with Star Trek? It's Star wonderful. Trek. Not the latest stuff, but the rest stuff. I mean, the reboot's okay. I like the reboot. Really that was good. good. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they, I, they're uh, almost done I filming. Still, it's filming? funny. When I, when I think of you know their latest stuff, I keep thinking of Enterprise. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, there was a reboot. No, don't, don't smash Enterprise. Come on. Enterprise is wonderful. Enterprise sucked. Oh, no, it is no. the I, I will stand. I will stand here and say Enterprise is better than Voyager. I would rather watch Enterprise any day of the oh, week yeah. than Voyager. Kess, the first two seasons of Voyager made me want to kill myself. Kess, yeah, please, the, God, let her die. Yes, the first two seasons were awful, and then Voyager was went, went much better. Then oh, they brought along those those people with the goofy plastic hair who were trying to steal technology, and they were awful. Oh, oh the harvesters. Yeah. No, not not the not the organ stealers. The the people who had no technology and yeah, that's what it was. And but but you could somehow manage to keep up oh. with Voyager. Yeah, the Cardassian lady ran off and joined them. Remember, and she had what's yeah, his yeah. name's baby, Chakotay's baby, and stuff. Oh, uh, Seska. Seska, that's right. I, yeah, the, I uh, think I think the, a... the failure of the failure of Voyager just annoys me all the more because I actually really quite like the design of the ship itself. Oh, the Intrepid class starship. Yeah, it's yeah well, that the was the problem. Was they, looks they made really a nice. nice. They made a nice ship, and it was supposed to have all this neat little technology, and they never did anything with it. The worst part, I think. Yeah, the worst yeah, yeah they show. did. They techno babbled their way out of everything every week. Oh. That was the problem. No, that was Next Generation. I think. No, I think the worst part of the show. Every the Star Trek episode. Next Generation is great. It was always an ethics piece, but I think the worst part of Voyager is that they're lost. They're supposed to be lost, and they're supposed to be cut off from the world. And all that means is for them, like in the realities of what that means, is we have to use the kitchen and cook. That's it. You know, it's it's not a tale of survival and scrounging around. All it means is they cook, and every now and then they trade to get more have vegetables. You, um, to be fair, they did have the episode where Robert Picardo sang constantly, and it was really oh, Tinker Taylor or Tinker Taylor Doctor Spy or something. It was really good. Well, the whole point was is these these starships are made to be out for years at a time, so it wasn't like it was a big deal. It's like, well, we're lost. Okay, let's not be lost for long. But you know it was great. Like you know, even in Battlestar Galactica, they they dealt with that. There was an entire like like a few episodes where like guess our in the last attack, our water tanks were ruptured, and now we desperately need water or we're screwed. I, I, that's pedantic, in my opinion. It's like let's have this really cool story flow, and then like oh, but I'm sad now because I don't have any energy. Well, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's supposed to be like this tale, like these people just trying to. I would love to see that ship, like it, that ship. <clears throat> Exactly the same when it entered the Delta Quadrant as it left. I would have loved. No, to see- they had many, many episodes where Voyager was torn apart. The whole well, yeah, and, and several times, like three times. All got reset after the episode was done. Yeah, it kept crashing into a planet. It would reset. No, no. no. I mean, they- um, uh, Robert Picardo did kind of steal Voyager in a number of episodes. Actually, he's a really and he was so brilliant. He was amazing. Robert, to be honest, the Doctor. Made- oh, the Doctor. I love the Doctor. Yeah, he was emergency command hologram. You know what's even worse though? They're supposed to be cut off 
from Starfleet Command and from all of their resources, and they build a better ship than Starfleet could ever build in their freaking cargo hold. What? Oh, the Delta Flyer. They build a ship so superior, it's better than any. It's, be, it's better than Defiant. It's better than anything you can build back. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. The, the Defiant is the defining moment in the Federation's uh, building at that point. The Defiant is insane. You do not, That's... you do not, you do not disrespect the USS Cisco's pimp hand. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. I mean, you sit there and you watch the Defiant <laughs> rip much. apart warships by itself, and then you put it up to the Delta Flyer. <laughs> Come on. Oh, please, you know what I'm saying, all right? The Defiant took no, years. You, you've got a cloaking device. You've got a super no. ship shuttle in their freaking garage. Yeah, because they realize shuttles suck. It's like, oh, I don't want to drive around a Lego block. I'd actually like to have some aerodynamics to my in-planetary flights. You know, I would say the worst part of Voyager is they need to completely diminish the Borg. They, oh, by, by totally owning them? No, like, we, you understand them too much. They, you see their motivations. You see their Delta Zero. Did you not watch First Contact? First Contact was – I think First Contact was enough. That's as far as you needed to delve. Well, were they totally – Dominate the board queen. That those that, that was enough. I think that's enough. Yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah. When the board queen becomes like a recurring character every other week, please. All right, fine. Instead of bashing on Voyager. Well, it's better than Felicia Day. I like Enterprise. I know everyone hates Enterprise. It's. I love Enterprise. I think it's just a brilliant show. Tell me what redeeming qualities are about Enterprise. It's just Besides really, really good. <laughs> what? I, I think that you get to really see uh, – first, I think Captain Archer is the best captain there's ever been. I just think oh, he's come. brilliant. No, oh, I honestly – Really? really? TOS to TNG to DS9. <sighs> All right. So we're you done. Found that everybody had to grow into their character, and there was a big adjustment period in the first season. I found that everybody knew their character really, really well, and it was so well-defined within the first five episodes yeah. that you didn't get that first season lag that you had in the other Star Trek and series. Like, the one thing I really like about it is it really shows the beginnings of the Federation, and it shows the, the disconnect between idealism and reality that exists. Right. It and it, I love how it shows up the Vulcans and shows them to be kind of sleazy and opportunistic and, and occasionally, you know, really devious and unpleasant. Yeah, and you the, know, I like that it gave the, the Vulcans a center stage because the Vulcans were always supposed to be one of the founding members of the Federation. They were always supposed to be there alongside the humans. And, and you, you think... The Vulcans are an afterthought. You know, and, and so it's wonderful. Vulcans were the adversaries more often than not. Yeah, you know, because the thing I like about it is they're always idealized, right? You, in first contact, you see them come down and they meet humanity, and they're gonna, and that's what puts humanity on this path to the Federation. It's gonna, and you think, oh, the Vulcans—they're founding member. They're wonderful. Look at Spock. Look at all the things they do in Next Generation. You don't see that actually. Back in the day, they were really a hindrance to the Federation. Yeah, they're they're jerks, and the Andorians who were such a problem with you know Kirk down I love the road. that the Andorians got center stage for once. Yeah, you know, the Andorians are awesome. They're little blue tentacles. They're, they're brilliant. You I know, I also like the fact that it's like the only Star Trek series in HD. It looks nice yeah, and modern. Nice. And you get to see the origins of so many of the techno- so much of the technology, okay, and there's so much so fun. Here's the, the worst episodes, that, the time episodes, right? 
Yeah, is they sit there and they build this chronological thing and they show the starting of the Federation and then they completely throw it out the window with all the chrono bullshit. Oh, I have to – there was yeah, a temporal cold war. It's a bad writer on staff and he was obsessed with time travel because they needed to tie it back to the original series. Star Trek has yet to ever do a good time travel episode. <laughs> That That's said, not really true. Like that is not true, opinion. Mike. Yes, oh, Star, Trek, Star Trek is the standard of good time travel because they are the only ones who consider that time travel should always be part of the original timeline as well. Yep. Yesterday's yep. Enterprise. There. Just watched that the other day. That's a great time travel episode. Chris? Really? Yeah. Yeah, Esther's uh-huh. Enterprise is great. That's a great story. I haven't seen Doctor Who, Quinn. Well, Doctor okay. sucks then. And my yeah, understanding of Doctor Who is that they weren't around messing with timelines, do they not? No, they correct timelines. Time yeah, if you correct a timeline, you're doing it wrong. You can't correct a timeline. There's no, well, there's no, no correct. There's no correct. There's only one timeline. No, no, no. It happened. Someone else is trying to change it, and you are fixing they, it. It already you're happened, though. But it, it didn't because you're no, 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 no. But that's the thing with time travel. It did already happen. It already happened. This is the correct timeline because there's happened a time already. continuum. Anyway, okay, that's is the concept. Po- is, is the podcast done? Oh yeah. Done. Apparently, apparently, Sean ended it, so we're gonna I go with that. Okay. Intermission until we get back to your Unchained Blades. <laughs> no, I mean, if we're just gonna include all this, we can go ahead and just. I, I could talk about Unchained Blades, and we'll just have this in as the outtakes. I don't know. I, we spent a long time just talking about Star Trek. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the whole time you've been gone, it's all about Star Trek. Yeah, but RPG cast Voyager. But Unchained Blades today. is a lot like Star Trek. I mean, it has um, it has <laughs> Nobuo Uematsu music in it, and um, just like Star Trek. You know, that's famous Nobuo Uematsu theme. My last, my last, last, last little thought on Star Trek. The Jem Hadar are the worst super soldiers on the planet mm. ever created. Agreed. They're just the crappiest agreed. super soldiers. Totally agreed. That's I mean, what kind of question. super soldier can a bunch of guys in freaking fabric beat up barehanded? You're a super soldier? <laughs> Jeez. You know who if, – if, if, the, if the founders would have – remember that one episode of Next Generation where they had those guys who can mask those – that one planet who wanted to join the Federation and they had those soldiers locked up on a planet and one escaped and this just one guy gave the Enterprise so much trouble? Yeah, he was like uh, a special operative kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if the if the founders had an entire army of those guys, the Federation never would have won. Exactly. They need special ops, not a bunch of super soldiers. Seriously, the Jem'Hard are the worst. They're supposed to be like seriously. When you first meet them, oh, they're scary super soldiers. They can turn invisible. Oh, well, they're not, super strong. Like really, fast. You know, it's not like the founders really had come up with a lot of great ideas in that show. No, they didn't. It makes me wonder how they had like galaxy spanning empire. Yeah, it's like we, we span the galaxy by finding really, really stupid people. Serious. Anyways, I, uh, I, I need to head off, so. Oh, okay. Bye-bye. Cheers, John. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for joining our structure conversation. Yeah. Yeah, sorry I didn't contribute much, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah.